right, everybody, welcome to... Oh, dang, it's the excellent shirt. We're back to that again. What's up, everybody? <laughs> We've got multiple exes. See, I've got this awesome Chun-Li shirt. You've got the egg shirt. Welcome, everybody, back to the Tuesday show. My name is James, joined by, of course, uh, Mr. Ultra David and uh, TubaWare. How you guys doing? I was doing great, but now I'm wondering what the connection is between an egg and Chun Li in your mind. No, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that those two I just have an excellent shirt. I'm saying, and you have an excellent shirt. So, okay, well, how's it going, Tupperware? You know, after that, I can say that I've been better, but here we are, so getting by. I like your I like your color combination today. You're Thanks, looking good over there. Yeah, you look like a All movie right, let's poster. Let's talk about the stuff Wait, that we're going to be talking about. Everyone's saying that the audio is hella quiet right now. Uh, let me do this. You broke it, James. How's this? How's this, guys? I have now increased the volume. How is this? Uh, here, sound better now? Sound oh, better now, go. guys? Okay, yeah, there you go. Sweet. All we're right. professionals. Yes. No, but your That's color right. your your color scheme looks very much like movie poster color scheme right now. So, because that's what yep. all movie posters are. <laughs> I understand the reference. We're yeah. going to be talking about Guilty Gear Strive. It's been out for like a week or two, depending on when you have had access to it. And so we're going to be discussing it more in depth this time. We're going to be talking about Tekken versus Street Fighter. Is a is something over on the side here that we'll <sighs> definitely get to. Street Fighter has a new ad campaign. That's hilarious. Our guest is going to be Apology Man. We're going to be talking about Strive. We'll talk about Guilty Gear, you know, his story in general. We'll talk about upcoming stuff as well that he's doing. We have some fun 5-5 matchup stuff to talk about, including the old dreaded 3 out of 5 <laughs> question. The old chestnut warming it up over I'm going to hit you guys with some science. You're right, going to get okay. some science on All us. Right, Fantastic. Okay, okay, uh, we'll okay. talk about Exo Academy. We'll talk about uh, ICFC, we'll talk about tournament results including CPT, FGC Arcade, CLG Burst, and everybody's favorite topic, James Chen. James Chen is going to be no, a topic of conversation. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, we'll talk oh, all yeah. about James Chen. Oh, yeah. No. We'll talk all about James Chen. 300,000 seconds. Correct. Yeah. But let's start out by talking about Guilty Gear Strive. All so, right. Been out for a while, and obviously... Get that there timer counting yeah it's obviously been out for a while this is a game that we've all been playing a lot of a lot of people have been playing as as evidenced by the you know record for the second highest uh concurrent players on steam you know right after dragon ball fighters but you know a lot of people are playing and a lot of people are still playing you know it's crazy i go to the parks and they're all, they all have people in them, you know? There's like 64 parks on USA West Coast, and every single one of them has like five people in there. So, you know, at least five, so. Is that where you've been playing the most? You've been going to the parks? Uh, no, just, I was trying to use the parks for, before they fixed the PC private lobby thing, so, because uh, that was one of the workarounds for it. Uh, but, uh, uh, I haven't, I mean, I was actually saying to Tubaware before the show started, I haven't played the game nearly as much as I've wanted to, sadly. So, uh, it's just, uh, it's just time and, and, and doing all sorts of other things all the time. So. What about you, Tubbo? Uh, Guilty Gear is the best. I'm the best. Okay. I don't know about you plebs down there on the eighth floor or wherever you are, but VIP Celestial here. Eighth Only floor. playing the best of the players. All right. So, we go hard. Yeah, I, I 
I feel like James, I haven't played nearly as much as I want to, but I also feel like I've played plenty for yeah. an adult with a yeah. day job. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't complain too much, but man, I wish I could be one of those dudes that just has like a level 1025 Potemkin or, or whatever right now. I just, I'm looking at them like how, how, like where does the right. time come from? But now, now how does the, yeah, I love the game. Now I know how the celestial thing works. So for people out there who haven't uh, seen this yet, when you're on the 10th floor uh, and you basically, you can still rank up one more time to get to the 11th floor. Well, the two more floor. times, technically. Is it two more times, technically? Well, yeah, so well, when you're okay. on the 10th floor, if you win enough games, you get invited right, to right, the right, Celestial right. floor. Right. Uh, then you have to win five out of your next six right. matches mm -hmm. to get VIP status for the month. And then right. you get to stay on Celestial and you can just play the stronger players all the now, time. When you get the to, idea. when you get to for the month, is it a month from when you get there or is there like you get there on... I think there's just a reset like the first of the month. They right. they give you like a little, like, you know, like the, the little butler tells you in the bubbles, right. like every month it'll reset or so whatever. Every, so if you get they there didn't on give the, you a date or anything. So if you get there on the 30th, you might get kicked out the next day, basically. You know, it was the same way in Killer Instinct to get to Killer Rank. Every month okay, you had to earn okay. it again. So gotcha, gotcha. I'm okay with it. Okay, it's okay. the same way in Mortal Kombat with Combat League. You always have to work your way to get back up to the top. Like it's, yeah. I think that's a pretty common thing at this point. It's and yeah. that's been the case in other non-fighting game games. As it well. gives replayability beyond I'm ranked mm -hmm. number one in the world. Yeah, I, I, yeah so which, which you're gunning for. You told me earlier. That's what you're. I'm, goal I'm the best. Is. I'm already one the in the world. I'm already the best. So it's already fine. done it. Got it. Yeah. I, I, I went on to the PC version just to, because I got, you know, playing on the PS4 version means I got to play on my laggy TV. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to switch to the PC version. And I played that. I think I got my first invite to Celestial in like eight games or something <laughs> yeah it, came, it came, comes fast yeah so but then uh i got to four wins and one loss and then i lost and so i got ejected because i didn't realize even when you do it when you do a two out of three set and you lose one of them that counts so even if you win a set it, mm -hmm. it still counts when you lose and yep. then i got my second invite to celestial and i got bodied by another anji player I think Anji is horribly underrated, and I think it's a terrible matchup for Potemkin, but all these Anji players are like, Potemkin is his worst matchup! And I'm like, Jesus, I don't know what you guys are doing, but, oh, man, that fight sucks. <laughs> well, I've been playing it a lot, too. The last time we had this conversation, last Tuesday, I hadn't really played it yet because mm -hmm. I had just come off, like, five weeks of traveling and moving and yada <laughs> right. yada, and I just hadn't had time to play games in a long time. But now I have been back to normal over the past week it's been a normal week for me which has been super cool so i have been able to play i don't know to guess 12 hours maybe okay something like that and that's almost all been in player matches just like playing oh, with friends okay um and maybe it's 10 hours i don't know but yeah, i haven't played ranked almost at all so yeah i'm like seven or eighth floor something like that like whatever that's not really the focus for me uh at some point i'll get there but i do i just want to mostly play against friends yeah. for me the game's great. I'm really, really enjoying the game, just sort of at a overall level. Many, many positive things to say, but certainly one of the biggest is that it's the meetup game. It's the meetup game for my friends right now. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I see. That's that's the game that like I can play with people from basically wherever. 
I don't even know that that's limited to North America. Like that might be that might be to East Asia, and it might be to at least the northern part of South America. And it might, you know, I mean, it, it's it's huge. It's a huge potential range. So I've been playing against people from <laughs> all sorts of places, and it's it's both accessible in that way. So make there are people who I play the same games as in some cases, but like we don't really have good connections from far, so we just can't really play against each other. Right. And then there are other people who maybe we could have good connections, but like we don't really play the same games, you know? And Strive is is the meetup of those two. It's the game that they're playing and that I'm playing, and that also we can all get a good connection on. So it it even aside from the gameplay, which I really do enjoy and we'll talk about, that fact is a huge portion of why I'm enjoying myself right now. And it's and that's basically why I'm not playing on ranked yet. Like right. at some point <laughs> I feel like I'll get used to this and we'll be like, okay, you know, we'll just we'll be able to play like whenever we want. But right now I'm like, dude, like let's play against the friend in New York or like friend in right. Florida or the friend in, you know, Minneapolis or Chicago or wherever. Like that is awesome. And I wouldn't spend time on ranked uh, well, you know, when, when that's an option. You know, funny thing, David, you mentioned playing with your friend in Minneapolis. Yeah. Let me tell you guys what happened. I'll tell you guys a story. I'll tell you guys a story here. Saturday night, I said, hey, David, we should play some Guilty Gear because we haven't played yet. He said, yeah, sure. I was like, let's play in the morning. He's like, yeah, let's play in the morning. Yeah. Tomorrow morning rolls around. I take into consideration that I'm two hours ahead of David. So I wait till about 11 a.m. I'm like, hey, man, let's play some Guilty Gear. He goes, yeah, sure. I'm just making some breakfast. Be right there. That sounds very reasonable. So Two far, hours later, he comes back and he goes, <laughs> "Dumb idiot! I went to go do wife stuff with my wife," <laughs> and we never play. That's what David did to me. So, wow. You know what's See, funny is that I use those exact words too. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. The, and the funniest thing oh. too is like I've always said like I think that's what a lot of like on because like I've been talking to a lot of people who talk about anxiety when they play ranked online and all the stuff like that. And I was like, online play is more like a uh, is more friendly for for trolls. And I said like Ultra Dave. <laughs> I don't enjoy rank for that reason. That's not what I care. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm playing to make myself laugh a lot. But that's I would exactly say I'm with people. But I would say I play, I'm trollier with people I know, not people I don't know. Don't you I've, think that's I've seen you play against people that you don't know, David. Yeah, but don't you think I'm trollier against people who I do know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I, yeah, uh, I think sure. I am personally. Yeah, it's probably uh, true. But that's anyway, like that that really is no, the reason that I haven't been playing ranked at all. One of the things so. that I want to add to that though, you know, I've been talking to like I said, I talk about this topic a lot about this ranked stuff and how to make fighting games good for beginners and what the features are and everything. And it turns out the best feature for beginners, the best way to get them in is good netcode. <laughs> Because everybody that I've been talking to has been... Okay, so obviously on top of the good netcode, Guilty Gear also just makes you feel like a boss. Like from a casual standpoint, when you break people through walls, you get giant counter hit messages and stuff like that. For a lot of the beginner level players, it makes them feel awesome. But on top of that, when they can get good matches and they don't feel like they have to, the netcode is not getting in their way. And because the netcode is so good, so many people are playing, they get a lot of people on their floor to play against. 
And so they're playing against a lot of people that are at their level. Whereas like in Street Fighter, you'll be like a gold player and you run into ultra platinum and you're like, why am I fighting this ultra platinum <laughs> player here? You know, because, you know, I mean, not to say Street Fighter doesn't have a lot of players, but right now Guilty Gear is just really, really cool. And, you know, I, I really, a lot of the people like the floor system. They feel better about the so, floor system than seeing so their numbers go up and down, you know? Here's the problem with the floor system, though. Eventually, all the good players get to Celestial. All of them. So then you just have bad players all stuck on the 10th floor fighting bad players, and none of them can break into Celestial. <laughs> Whereas in a traditional, like, ELO system, you don't have those issues. Yeah, but it If you're not in Celestial, do you play people... Can you play people in Celestial on your way into Celestial? No, right? So the only way to get to that floor is you have to be on the 10th floor, and then you get invited. And then you can get kicked right back off if you lose two games. So you invited, get right invited back meaning, like you, invited, you you rank into it. You get yeah, invited okay. like in the game. They invite. It's them. automatic. I mean, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, 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 but what I'm saying is that in order to get into Celestial, you're not playing the people who are already in Celestial. You could be. You could. You, you could. could you, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you could be people, on the tenth yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. Only uh, on the tenth uh, floor, though. Yeah, I so mean, so the tenth floor includes Celestial. It's like a sub floor. No, the 10th floor is its own floor. You win enough games on the 10th floor, you can go to the Celestial floor. However, you can't stay there until you win five out of six games. Uh -huh, if you lose uh -huh. two games, you get booted right back down to the 10th floor. Okay, yes. so at least when it comes to qualifying for Celestial, there's going to be some threshold that's probably going to be difficult yeah. to break through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah that's, but, that's but, the but, idea. For the, mm -hmm. but for the rest of the rooms, yeah, I think, I think I'm worried about what I see happen in Combat League. So in Combat League... On day one of the new season, Mad Dash. Everybody's playing, <laughs> yeah. and so and and there's a ton of really good players playing, and they're all at the same level. So you could get matched up with like a super genius player, just as likely as anybody else, right? Because there's no like rankings yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then on day whatever arbitrary number ten, those players are all in the final tier, right? And so you're not meeting them anymore. Instead, you're meeting the people who didn't qualify through. Now, the people who aren't as good. And so it's not as hard to qualify to get higher up and higher up because you're just not playing the people who are at the high level anymore. Yeah, and I mean, then on day 20 and day 30 of this season, easier and easier to move up. Um, and then, I don't know that this is a, it's a huge problem. Like, I don't super well, care about this. I mean, but, again, I, but I do notice this this being progressively easier to qualify into higher ranks the later in the season. I mean, the yeah. thing about it is, for this one, it doesn't reset the whole thing, right? It sounds like Combat League, everyone starts kind of at the same everyone place, starts, right? Yeah. But this one, when the month happens, everyone just gets kicked out of Celestial and gets put onto the 10th floor again. So it's not going to be like a big, massive reset. Um, and I mean, even if it was, like, you go up floors very quickly. Yeah. And, and again, if, I, yeah, it takes like a win or two to go right. up most floors. Yeah. The, the biggest concern, like you said, Tubo, and like some people in the chat are saying is, you know, the concern that as the months go on, the lower floors are going to become a little more barren. So you don't run into right. as yep. many people. Right. Because everyone just levels up and then you don't drop down again. And you basically have to have like nobody drops floors. So you're always going to need to have a, a steady crew of new players well, that's that's not there. true you you can drop from 10th to 9th and 9th to 8th 
Oh that, yeah, that you're possible. right. You can get demoted. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you can get, yeah, you can get demoted. Yeah, you can get demoted. Right, right. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I think the, the bottleneck just comes when it gets to VIP. I don't it's a VIP. It gets bottlenecked. Right. I, I mean, I like it right now because, like I said, it's friendlier than staring at your number going up and down. You know what I mean? And people feel. And like I said, there's. I've been talking about this to other people too. Humanizing your opponent online definitely makes you makes it a little bit easier to play. And I feel like the way that the lobbies work, that you can see the guy running around and kind of get an idea of who they are, and you can run into them again and see their avatar that you recognize. I feel like it makes it feel a little less intimidating than just fighting some okay. invisible username entity. Um, and I think that's kind of neat as well. Yeah, I, th I can see that. I can see that as a humanizing factor. Yeah. However, I, I do agree. I was just going to mention what 8 Barbarian says in the chat, saying getting demoted especially in the middle of a set, is frustrating. Yeah, it or, or promoted, either way. I was just going to say, yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, have yeah. been in the middle of a set mm -hmm. and been promoted, and I really don't like that. And I suspect I'd really not like it if I got demoted. I think that well, would like probably super suck. They that, need that'll to, probably happen at some point. Yeah, they need to fix that. that. That is for sure. If you are playing in a two out of three set, it should let you finish the set no matter what if you get demoted in the middle or promoted in the middle. It should let you finish, and then after the set, it decides to demote you or promote you like that. 100%. The, issue, the issue with that, though, is then they would have to lock people into two out of three sets because right. they would have to make sure that the two out of three is counted as the W, not No, 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 they don't. They could just register as, oh, okay, you're supposed to be demoted, but I'll wait. Until you two stop connecting. Yeah, to but each what other. if you win the next game? Are you not going to get demoted anymore? Like it. Mm, I also just think that why not just have the two out of three count as. Yeah, that, I mean that's what Killer Instinct did. That's yeah. what MK does. That's what Street Fighter does. I mean, I well, would I guess rather. Street Fighter gives points. Never mind. I would rather have it that way too for getting into Celestial that you have to win five sets. <laughs> oh. I would. Rather... No one would ever do that. Yeah. There'd be there'd be there'd be just like. The top, top player there. The top player. Just one. <laughs> Gatekeeping everyone. Anyway, yeah, this this rank system, I guess we'll talk about it as it goes on, like as as time goes on. We'll kind of see yeah. how it plays out. Um, I'm skeptical. I don't, I'm not, I don't love it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear what James is saying yeah, about the, I'm not a fan. the characters, maybe humanizing people could be cool. As far as the rest of the lobbies go, dude, let me tell you about – I know this is ex everybody's experience, but – Keats and I, for probably five to ten minutes, were trying to get a game together in a private <laughs> lobby. And it kept teleporting me from one game station to mm -hmm, the other. Mm -hmm. And it kept teleporting him from one game station to the other. And that process was just us literally teleporting around this house yeah. for five to ten minutes. And a couple times being like, oh, it says initializing on my screen. And he'd, let, and he'd be like, what do you mean? I'm on the exact opposite side of the house from you. It doesn't say initialize <laughs> from you at all. And finally, it did happen, and that process just sucked. It yeah. was it was five minutes, something like that, for me to turn on Steam, go into Strive, go into the online mode, go into the player mode. That took minutes, and same for him. And then it took another five to ten minutes to actually connect with the guy who I was in the building yep. with. Yeah, Ugh. the private. And that room. just sucks, dude. And once we started playing, it was great. We had a really fun time. It was it was very cool. But, dude, everything before that, I just really could have done without. I really wow. could have just done without the entire process. Is that process. true? If just, people have... Just had a button that's like, well, let hey, here's Keats's friend code or whatever stupid business. Just <laughs> let me play him. Yeah, interesting. Mike Lee Story said that 
there is a glitch with names, a if bug it, with names. If there's a space... apparently if you have a space in your name, it causes errors. Interesting. Oh. I don't know. I don't have a space he, in my name. Well, he does have two spaces in his name. Well, <laughs> I also He's doubling have, the bugs. I also have two spaces in my name. Yeah, quadruple I mean, bugs. Here's the thing: like when I have, I've been trying to run, you know, lobbies for my, you know, for the for the viewer lobby stuff on my stream, and it's been miserable. Like I don't, I can't even play. Like Soul Calibur with Parsec, I can actually play, and then the other machines people can handle it and stuff like that. When I'm doing the Guilty Gear one, I literally can't play. I have no time because I have to spend the whole time going, okay, jump on this machine. No, don't start yet. Wait till I spectate. And then here, do this. And it's, ugh. It's, it's absolutely miserable. <laughs> Their private right, lobby the, system is miserable. This is, this, uh, we've talked about it many times. This part of the game is ass. It's ass. Mm -hmm. Ass yeah. part of the game. The rest of the game, maybe that's not quite right. The gameplay side of it, Love it. I'm having a super Perfect. blast so far. Mm -hmm. Everything else about the game, I could do without. The entire rest of the package to me. But that part of it is really, really, really good. I, I'm having such right. a fun time. And I find... Um, I find so, I have found so much more interest and complexity in it, in it since doing the uh, missions and getting uh... to understand more about RCs. Um, in the betas... I didn't do that. I don't think I don't know if it's available, right? It no, was not. It wasn't, it wasn't. Okay, so for that, I just figured the RC was like basically how I thought of it in like old Guilty Gear mm -hmm, games, mm -hmm. but it has all these different uses and it's um, it's really interesting and it lets you do a lot of different stuff. And so ever since I kind of figured that stuff out, I have felt a lot more engaged in the game and uh, and yeah, I've, I've been having a blast with it. I've been playing Axel and I think he fits me really well. I like a lot of what he does. He is—he seems like a strong character to me, although I'm not good. But he seems like a strong <laughs> character to me. And I haven't yet fought anybody who makes me who makes me mad. You know, I mean, every every character seems like they have good stuff, and they all have things that are you know good mix-ups, good control, whatever it is that the character does. But none of it. All of it seems interesting, I guess, rather than being <laughs> stupid or OP or whatever. It, I, I haven't seen anything that makes me think that it's less interesting because a character is That's good or bad in a particular because you way. haven't seen me yet. As soon as you see me, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so angry and annoyed <laughs> and <Definitely not>. mad. <laughs> Definitely not. You uh, Big facts, yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I think May looks cool. I mean, I've watched a lot of May so far because she's on like every video game stream. And I think she looks cool. In fact, if Axel didn't exist, I could totally see myself playing this game Z Honda. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Definitely this game's E Honda. <laughs> Leo is scary. I feel like, let me tell you, I played against a Leo uh, a few days ago. One of my oh, buddies. Oh, God, what the heck? Sorry, sorry. Oh, I no. I just oh, hit no. all the wrong buttons. Sorry. And, okay, uh, go ahead. And, here, and here, here's what I did. I pressed punch a lot. I pressed, yeah. two, I pressed 2P a lot. Sometimes I did, like, far slash or charge back forward slash like it was I don't, that matchup as axel feels like it's pretty good so honest. here's the thing uh, for those people who are having trouble with leo is uh go to training mode make him do close slash slash heavy slash into run behind and then just practice throwing him 
like learn to time that throw. You can get the throw every single time, and uh, it makes it so that it's much easier to fight them. So, <laughs> uh, all right. What, what about you guys? What character? I know it sounds like a May for Tubbo. We talked about that. How's the May life going for you? How do you like her? How do you like her matchups? What do you think? Um, I don't like fighting Axel. <laughs> but that's not going to matter for you. I mean, that's that's oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think she's really strong. I think she's overrated by most people, as the E Honda Blanca type characters, Charlottas, etc., are always at the beginning of games. So mm -hmm. that's that's fine with me. Um, she, I don't know if she really has like a terrible matchup that I like hate hate hate. I don't like fighting Axel. Potemkin is scary just because he exists. But like most of the top tiers, I'm not that afraid of. I'm not afraid of Saul. I'm not afraid of Ram. I'm not afraid of Chip. Like, she's OP. Whatever. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, May is fun. She's super fun. I like making people mad and so many people hate her. It just fuels me. Makes me want to play her more. I'm mad I'm not playing right now. I was playing up until like three minutes before we went live. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah, I love this game. I mean, in in true in true Ultra Chen fashion, David plays the character that completely counters mine. So I'm not gonna uh, to, to to fight David at this point in time. So <laughs> I guess that has happened quite a few. Times. Yeah, what do you mean quite a few? That's like the whole. That's like our whole existence practically. How does that happen? That's true. All the way back to ST and in. SF4 and an SF5. SF4 when Dan blew up Cami, of course. Is what right. I'm referring to. And an SF5 when Honda blew up Lucia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure this is real, but yeah. at, there's at least a couple of examples of it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, I'm a Potemkin player, and, you know, I understand where a lot of people are coming from who think that. Uh, Potemkin is pretty bad right now. There's a lot of people who say Potemkin's really bad because holding up, up back really hurts Potemkin a lot because he doesn't yeah, have, hold that. He doesn't have a lot of good ways to punish people going up into the air. Even getting plus frames on the anti-air grab doesn't really amount to much because they're usually kind of far away. But I think the character's fine. <laughs> like okay. I think Potemkin's fine. Most of the Potemkins I see don't I don't feel like use him to the extent that they should be using him. Like a lot of Potemkin players use his meter for red Roman cancel combo extensions and things like that. And I feel like that all is a mistake. Like everything for Potemkin needs to be saving his meter for fast RCs. Because there's just like at any given moment you can get SPD'd. You can get pot bustered basically at any given moment. And I have like nine different ways to fast RC into Potemkin Buster that like I can just pepper in whenever I feel like. And I, I catch a lot of people off guard for those reasons. Now, a lot of times you'll see people jumping. So I have to jump up and air throw them or something like that. But then right. I also did some experimentation yesterday that it's interesting. If you guard break them in the air with the anti-air grab... Now, obviously, this is expensive because you need a full bar, 
but uh, because I'm usually hoarding onto my bar for the for the BRCs, but when you guard break them, as long as your Roman cancel activation does not hit them with the aura, you can heavenly Potemkin buster them out of the air. So normally if wow. you do it and you red Roman cancel, your wave is big enough that it hits them. And so they block, they go into a true block stun. And so you can't right. grab them. But like someone showed that if you crouch fierce and then do it, it pushes them at a range that you'll drift forward and it misses. You can also do, if you're good, I mean, this is really hard to do for some reason. You can actually just do DP, red, Roman cancel, fast cancel into heavenly Potemkin buster. And there's nothing they can do. I can about see it. that being hard. Yeah. Well, the only yeah. reason why it's hard is because when you activate the Roman cancel, I think it kills all your previous inputs. Because I was try I was doing two three six Roman cancel two three six S, you know, try uh, to do it like that, and it just yeah. won't work. You have that to makes do, sense though. That makes a lot of yeah. sense that it should do that. Yeah, you have to do heavenly Potemkin well, Buster as fast as possible. So one thing that I haven't seen Potemkin players do, I mean, I watched some Snake Eyes. He has a sick pot, obviously. Like he's just a genius, mm -hmm. but. I haven't seen YRC from Pots. Like he's he gets pressured a lot because he doesn't have good defensive mm -hmm. options. Because they're trying to save the meter for the good offensive yeah. options. But you get but it's your turn. Like you're at plus frames now, and right, you, yeah, and then then you have a mix up of command grab, like right there. I feel like that's so threatening, and Pop Buster does so much damage. I'm not going to be close to you. I'm going to be pressing my chain from very far. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh, but uh -huh. if I if I was many other characters, I think I would be worried about that in terms yeah. of pressuring right next to him by the way i just want to give one little tip out to people there because this helped me a lot for the people who have trouble with fast rcs especially on prc um make sure you use the roman cancel button but the way you want to do it is build a rhythm like listen to that and that's easier rhythm than you know waiting the time so double tap the roman cancel button because during roman cancel it can't do anything and it makes the third button easier to time to do the fast cancel so you do tap tap and then hit the button that you want to fast cancel and it gives you that rhythm if you're a musical kind of person oh, that okay. helps a lot so you I, I always go tap 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 and then the third button is the one that i fast cancel with but building the rhythm for three taps as opposed to two taps actually makes it a lot easier to do in my opinion so that's my advice so you can mash but it makes it a little trickier obviously so all right all right uh i mean i'm using yrc quite a bit as axel because oh. i oh, yeah, i don't sense. have quite as many opportunities mm -hmm. to use it for other reasons nor nor desire i guess really um there's some definite like combo extensions you can do and some of that's really powerful if you're in the right situation but a lot of the time that's not really what comes up i'd rather just be controlling the screen and have meter for yrc and, you know i mean if it gets blocked you're in trouble but like it's just a defensive mix-up mm -hmm. and it's his only defensive option <laughs> really so that's that's something that i've definitely been doing right. quite a bit and then not even doing anything after that just like uh, you know, blockchain to get out of there just to push them back and, and reset the situation rather than like trying to make it a mix up or something sure. like that. So that's that's where a lot of my meter has been spent. I think it's All quite right. interesting, dude. Yeah, I, I like the game a lot. Uh, for me, I think that I'm I can probably see a future where I'd go back and try pot maybe later on. Um, right now, I'm just gonna stick with Axel, but I think in the future, I think I'd like to check out Potemkin again. Yeah. And and see like sort of what 
the most tricks people have invented by that time. The most brilliant thing for Potemkin right now is the Karabakh Mega Buster Mega Fist. That's like <laughs> right, yeah. That is the most brilliant thing because you can't cancel into it very easily. So you have to do the forward mega fist when you're just canceling like heavy slash into it. But if you're in neutral, having that one be safe on block and you, I mean, on a hit, like you know how fast Souls slash is, right? I've actually tested it that if you care a back mega fist and hit him, you can pop buster him before the slash actually hits you because that's how plus you are on it. He can kick you because his kick is three frames. But if it's a standard Potem- uh, soul who's mashing on Slash because they think it's like every other Mega Fist, you get a free pop buster on him and it's really cool. So it's <laughs> Potemkin is he's dirty, dude. He's fun. And and like I said, I get smoked by Anji because I'm a very jump heavy Potemkin and Anji does that stupid uppercut move, which covers the entire screen. It's like it's like a yeah, gravity squeeze. It's like a gravity squeeze anti-air practically. And so he just destroys me, dude. It's like a what? Gravity squeeze. I don't think dude. it's like it's not like gravity squeeze. It's the entire Have screen. you seen how that thing hits? Dude, like, if I'm Potemkin and I'm, like, start round distance and I neutral jump and jump backwards. it's your fault for picking the character that takes up 90% of the game. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's on you, man. Yeah, it's true. The full full screen hitbox is your character, not that. Yeah, that's not the move. It's your character. (laughs) But, I mean, right now, the the crazy thing is I think uh, it was Automatic who said it, and I agree with him absolutely. If your tier list is... Faust is the worst and everybody else is somewhere up there. That's about the most accurate tier list that you can basically uh, have. Like, that's that's perfect. Like, right now, for me, clearly Faust is the worst character. And then everybody else can... It's like, it's like Soul, then Ramlethal, then like one of like six characters, and then everybody else, like all up here, and then poor Faust. Like, I... I'm well, can you... Can you briefly put? I know I see that we're running out of time, but can you brief, briefly put the tier list that I linked oh, onto the screen? Oh, that's right. You had a couple of those, right? That, uh, the Japanese one. The, the Japanese, Japanese ones. ones. Yeah, right. and this yeah. don't take this to be definitive. I think instead it makes the point that James is just making, which is that so many different people have different tier lists mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, these are even a little bit different than some others that I've seen. While you're getting that ready, I just want to briefly say that there was a patch which was supposed to fix some network stuff and graphics stuff. And I don't know whether it's fixed the network stuff because I have played it since then, and uh, I didn't have a great time with that functionality. But I, I haven't seen, um, I haven't had any graphics problems on the stage. Lo oro di Iliria, I guess, oh, okay, which was okay. supposed to be an issue. So for me, yeah. that hasn't been a problem. So l- large... yeah, tier lists are fun early on. Don't again, don't take them seriously. It's just for fun. It's not supposed to be <laughs> This is definitive. definitive information, okay? This is rock solid. It's never going to change. Don't listen to Dave. So this is from Koji Koji, Goichi, Dogura, and Kiame. Okay, so this or is very Koji's. Strong Japanese this is Koji. He actually has chip in S. Interesting. So if you're not looking at it, yeah, it's chip in S, Soul, May, Milia, Ram, Geo in A, and then etc. And and to be fair, one thing I like about this is that he doesn't know where to put characters like Axel because his character Potemkin gets eaten so badly by Axel that he's <laughs> right, like, well, yeah. I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> is Axel good or am I just, you know, am I playing the wrong character mm-hmm, or what the deal is? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Goichi, here's his Soul, Chip, May, Leo, 
And then, wow, he actually has Ramathal in B. He's a Ramathal player, that's why. He's downplaying his Well, he was playing Chip for a while. Yeah. Uh, That seems... Faust in last place yet again. Mm -hmm. Faust in last place for the fourth one here. I'm not sure whose this is. Um, this is, uh, but again, Soul on top, Chip also on top in S, mm, mm-hmm. and then A is, oh, is uh, Ram, Geo, May, Milia, and Zato. Yeah, see, this is all pretty accurate to me. The only thing I will say that I think is wrong consistently between all four of these is that I think they are horribly underrating Anji. I think Anji is terrifying as a Well, character. we didn't even really look at the last one yet, James. Yeah, we haven't looked at the last one much. Well, you were right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah this was, was the last one, one here. The, yeah, yeah. The last one has yeah. Soul, Chip, and Zato in wow. S. And in C tier, it looks to me like, well, maybe it's not specifically ordered, but Faust, Nago, Eno, and mm. Anji are all Yeah, I, I see, I think the most interesting thing is they consistently have Eno ranked pretty low. Yeah. And I think Eno is pretty strong. Yeah, same. There but, you go. There's a look. Again. The best thing about this early, is that it's, Yeah, uh, and that's the best thing is that everybody is everywhere on this tier list, and I think uh, that's actually super cool. Uh, that makes me happy yeah. to see, basically. So, Totally. Totally agree. All right. All right. Moving on. Let's move on. Let's talk about this topic for a long time. This next one. <laughs> this important no, topic. Let's not. <laughs> that's right. The topic is... Tekken X Street Fighter. And, I, and I, I appreciate your long headline, David, that you gave for it. So, Is it dead or alive? Or virtual fighting for life? Well, I don't know. Here's the news. So, you know, Harada, producer of Tekken, you all know who it is. On a show that he has, Harada's Bar, he said something that was originally translated as something like Tekken versus Street Fighter died after it was about 30% done. So like they had worked on it and then it died. And people were like, oh, so this, what this means is that like it was officially canceled. For sure it's not happening. It's definitely dead. And then he clarified and he was like, actually it wasn't canceled. What do you think? Is it canceled? Are we ever gonna get this game? What do you think about this important topic? I think that Harada is the new Ono. That's what I think. I think he doesn't know what the hell is going on with this game. That's what I honestly believe. Ooh, that's, I don't I, think he knows what's going on. That's high. Oh, the new Ono, is uh, you giving him high praise? Is that the Yes, intended? exactly. Exactly. It's very high praise. Very, very high praise. Yeah, so, I... Look, I, 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 can't, I can't defend him. At, like, I mean... It, the don't ask me for shit stuff was funny, but years later, man, it doesn't seem so funny anymore. It just seems like you don't know what you're doing, and it's rough. Because mm-hmm. I like Tekken, and I want Tekken to, to keep doing great things. Well done, Titan Tex in the chat, by the way. Well done. <laughs> what? His comment, Tiny Tex's comment in the chat. I like that. Um, but, I mean, from what I'll say, though, is that um, just kill it. Just kill it. You don't need it. Who yeah. Ca- who cares? That's, that's how I feel about it right now. You already put Akuma geese and all. What do you want? 
with a Tekken Cross Street Fighter Four. Like Tekken, you're you're you're. I think it'd be more important to to build it into your brand to make it stronger and just put guest Street Fighter characters in there. Leave it open so you can put, bring in guest characters from other games like you're already doing, right? Why limit yourself to Tekken Cross Street Fighter? Just put in more Street Fighter. Yeah. Just ask Capcom, like, hey, can we put this Capcom character in? And just build it into either Tekken 7 or Tekken 8 or whatever, you know? I just think there's the point of it isn't there anymore. So I'm just... Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, thinking back to when Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out, and, you know, around the same time, or was it simultaneously? I don't remember now. Tekken Cross Street Fighter was also announced. Yes, um, they are now together. That's what I thought, yeah. That's, that was just a really different era. In the FGC, there wasn't as much stuff going on. It wasn't, like, mid-2000s, nothing going on, but, like, you know, there was not nearly as much good stuff as there is today, and right. Tekken went through that phase of being relatively smaller, competitively speaking, right. scene. Didn't quite get the sales as well um, for a while, especially during Tech Tag 2. So that, you know, for, for me at that time, I felt like, oh, big news. Like, this is going to be two new games that, like, hopefully I'll care about. And that's super cool. And I really like that Tekken's getting some shine because it hasn't been on the, on the come up lately. Now Tekken has been like on top. Like, yeah, it, killing it's not it. it's not on the come up. Like it's been on top for right. a while at this point. And there's a ton of other really good games. And Street Fighters probably we're gonna turn into Street Fighter Six within the next couple of years. And SF Five has been in a good place for quite some time at this point. Like there's a we're talking about Strive. MK is doing great. There's just so many good games out right now. And it's not at all like it was during that period of time when I felt like there was relatively not as much. Mm. So I don't see the need for it anymore. I totally agree right. with you. Yeah, so totally fine if it never happens. For me, it would have been like back then when they announced that that Tekken could use the extra eyes and popularity boost by adding Street mm. Fighter characters yeah. in there. But I just don't see that as a necessity anymore. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> I just, not. I just don't see that as a thing that needs to happen. So, 100% agree with you. Okay. All right. Well, unless you have anything else to say about this important topic, let's move on nope. to the next one. Sure don't. Are you sure, Tubbleware? We have 30 I'm seconds very left. Sure. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Well, if you insist. What the hell right, is please, this? Please what the play hell this. Is this. Please. Please play this. Please play this. That's right. Now, am okay. I going to get Fighter Five? Am I gonna has get, the stank police. Am I going to get copyright infringed on this or something like that? I don't or? know. I hope not. You can mute it because the sound doesn't really matter. That's the sound the does not matter. Okay, according to David. All right, let's get this. Uh, no, that we actually, we can use this because it's reaction video. Reaction video. We can use it. That's, yeah. Is that is that how copyright law works? That is. That I, re is I reacted to. Okay, let's do it. I reacted, you know that, a, David. I reacted to a video a while ago and I still got YouTube copyrighted. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, well, then so, we're going to get copy. Oh, well. All right. We got I'm just going to keep the volume low so we can talk over it, and so that way it won't be able to recognize it as easy. All right, let's do this. What is going on here? There we go. Street, okay. Ryu, Zangief, Ryu. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that where this I've seen this clip. I didn't know where it was from. The smell. The stank. It's the stank. Reuse the stank, please. Oh my god. He's trying to be. Oh my god. I thought this was a mod or something. No, this is something that they actually made for a commercial. Yeah, it's a real thing. Oh my goodness. Oh, is he gonna? 
Oh, he's gonna super him with deodorant! Yo! Ridiculous. This is a commercial for the Japanese company Cow, who makes deodorant, I guess. And they got Street Fighter V. And that's actually in the game. You can tell it's not like they just had some new graphics that were like, right. put on top uh -huh. of it. Like, that, they, they programmed the smelly the jacket smell. into the video game. Yep. Well, you, you know. What do you think about that? Good on them. Good shit. I mean, that to me is a very, that's a successful ad campaign, I think. I think that's actually kind of hilarious, dude. <laughs> At least it's but, like. The actual game instead of, like you said, like some really janky thing where, you know, it's just like, or like some weird cartoon that doesn't make sense, you know? I mean, look, fighting games are popular in Japan, dude. They'll help sell stuff, so there you go. The first time I saw it, before I realized what it was, I thought it was a really, really, really low-taste humor that they made COVID a character. That was my oh, initial God. thought. I said Ryu was getting beat up by COVID, and it was supposed to be like, oh, FGC got bodied by COVID. And then I realized what it actually was. I was like, oh, okay. But that was like my first thought of like, you're someone was. Be mad. Yeah, oh, I was going to be outraged. I was ready to get on Twitter and yell at people. And, <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I was ready to be mad. And then I was like, oh, it's the stank. Got it. Well, I agree with folks in the chat. This is what I thought as well. Why is Ryu fighting against the deodorant? He's Isn't he homeless? Yeah, the man's never owned dude. shoes in his life. He's not exactly the most hygienic of people, right? He's, like, when was the last time Ryu took a shower? If you looked at that gi, it's pretty gross looking. This could have been Chun-Li. Chun-Li would have been a great pick for this. She's very well known. She's not as gross. Why not her? Could have been even even Ken. Ken's not a wandering weirdo. You know, there could have been many other choices here. Why not Zangief? You know how much, do you know how much grooming it takes to get your body hair and your calf hair in exactly those spots only. The man must ever shave that, twice David? a day. He's shaving twice a day. Look, Have you ever man. done that before? Have you shaved your chest hair to match Zangief? Let me tell you, dude, back in the college days, everybody wanted me to shave my chest hair for the purposes of going to college football games and having one of the letters on the chest just be made out of hair. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, I refused. By the way, this is official Capcom artwork, just so you know, right? So this is official Capcom artwork. So I just want wow. you to know that Ryu actually does go to the... So, he yeah, does he, wash his there clothes. There he is to steal other people's clothes because he just doesn't <laughs> have <laughs> Just patiently waiting for everyone to leave so he can go in the dryers. Oh, man. He has chin hair, but he's completely removed his calf hair. It's, they're like shiny... I mean, that's not how mine are. I don't know about you guys. That's not how my calves look. Tubbler's looking down just to check. Yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's it about this. Bone Chan and Gotcha Kun. Cool. We're talking about. We're talking about what? Interesting. Okay. Uh, anyways, okay. I mean, Tokido was in like a BMW commercial, wasn't he, or something like that? Or he was like in a car commercial, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in a car or commercial. BMW, yeah. Yeah, BMW, okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, shout-outs to Tokido, right? I mean, he's doing totally, big things man. right now. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have guest Apology Man on to be talking with him about Strive, 
talk about his character. He plays Faust, the best character in the game. We'll talk Ooh. about his background in fighting games. We'll talk about upcoming stuff as well. All right, be right back, Stay guys. Around. Everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday show. We have on our special guest today, Apology Man, aka Vanith. How are you doing, sir? How's it going? Yo, I'm, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm actually like a huge fan of this show. I've been I've been watching this show legitimately like religiously since like 2014. I'm I, like no no joke. What? I've been watching it for a really long time. Yeah, I never you see you in the up, chat. Man. Anytime you wanted to come on, you could have just been like, "Hey, bring me on." Yeah, I'm like, All I, right. I, I know you like never like posted in like stream chat or so, whatever, but like I, I would just like watch your YouTube vods of it because sure. I I drove Uber uh, a lot and like I would go up to like San Francisco and then I'd have to drive back. So I was like, "All right, I need some something to listen to," and I was like, "Oh, let me listen to the Ultra Touch." Wow. I just became like a huge fan and I'd like watch basically every episode like no joke. Dang. <laughs> Thanks for watching our okay. audiovisual program while you're driving. No, I do appreciate that. That's that's super cool. So uh, Tupperware invited you on, which is really great. And we're going to be talking about Strive and we'll talk about upcoming stuff as well. But as always, I think it's pretty cool to just start with your background in the FGC, how you got involved, when you started playing fighting games, and when that became something more competitive and serious for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I started actually with uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I'm a Smash player. I know it's it's uh, it's Dude, true. When but, uh, Ultimate I, I came out, like... when Ultimate came out, you were entering tournaments. I remember, right? You were Lucario, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I've always been, like, a huge fan of, like, the Smash series. Uh, I've played in middle school uh, uh, with uh, another fr a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine. We still compete in uh, fighting games to this day, a two-gigabyte combo. Uh, oh, I don't know oh, if you're cool, familiar oh, yeah, with yeah. them in, like, Undernight. But, yeah, we were, like, trading partners in, like, middle school. We, we played Melee together. We went to our first tournament together, and, like, I just got mm -hmm. addicted since then. Nice. And uh, over time, he was like, I don't really feel like playing Melee anymore. This game is kind of lame. And I was like, what would you mean? What, 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 are you, what are you gonna do? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go play like Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue. I'm like, ah, this is lame. I'm gonna keep playing Melee. And then like Brawl came out and then like it kind of went, it put Melee a little bit into like the Dark Ages at that time, the, the yeah. Dark Ages. Uh, but after that, uh, I was like, you know what? I, I wanna play with my boy. Like I'll, I'll try Blaze Blue. I'll give it a shot. And uh, I used to go to my local arcade uh, in Sunnyvale Golfland and played uh, Blaze Blue, uh, Calamity Trigger, and uh, Continuum Shift. And that's kind of like what got mm. me in my start for like traditional fighting games. And yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've loved uh, traditional fighting games ever since, like anime fighting games in particular. Uh, I stuck with the Blaze Blue series for a really long time. Then, uh, then I eventually went to, to Marvel vs. Capcom, which I think <laughs> more people know me for. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I, the, the rest is history, I guess, right? From Marvel. I, I played that for like seven, I feel like mm. like seven years or something, like something crazy. And uh, then, uh, then, Dra then Dragon Ball Fighters came out, and that was like perfect, perfect amalgamation of my skills I had <laughs> acquired up until that <laughs> point. Right, anime and um, uh, team-based fighting game. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going. I'm still, still playing. It's been, it's been quite the ride. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the rest of this thing, pick one of the following two. 
mm-hmm. Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear? Uh, it's Blaze Blue. I'm sorry. How many Guilty Gear games have you played, though? Uh, so I played a little bit of. I didn't play XX like that seriously. I played it like at the arcades and like just uh, as like for fun on the side casually. I played Exert like a like a decent amount. Like I didn't compete super hard, but like I did I did play it and I had fun. But Blaze Blue is my legitimate like it's that's almost like one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Right. Like Marvel Three is my favorite, but like right under it is Blaze Blue for me. Well, uh, Marvel I, Three is everyone's favorite. It's the best yeah, fighting game the, of the all time. Go. Come, on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So oh, you dude. you had a lot of success. In some of those games, dude, and uh, I'm I'm curious how you would describe your coming to the place of having like that level of skill and talent in the game. How did you develop that? Yeah, so I mean, me as a player, I I am definitely a a pretty like lab based training mode monster type of player, right? I I really liked to grind out all the situations for like whatever weird unique characters I like tended to be into and that that like over time just i got better and better at uh just just like learning how to play and like learn like learn like kind of more like weirder and unconventional strategies and i i that that's kind of like what i got addicted to right like i played <laughs> a pretty unpopular team in marvel 3 but you know was really strong uh, with uh, firebrand yeah. and super yeah. scroll and like I, I've always th- like those types of characters, I've always like really interested me. Like just, just like the weirdos, you know. I I, I, just, <laughs> just, I just like them. You just like uh, putting they're, they're... stuff on the screen for the next person coming in so that they can't do anything, right? Yeah, because that's what yeah. Piccolo. I'm <laughs> uh, not Piccolo. It's was conventional, it? but I'm che- it's cheap too. Like yeah. I, I definitely love the cheap <laughs> stuff, you know. So I <laughs> like I, I've always just enjoyed that and the the self expression that like mm-hmm. playing all these like unique characters that. Uh, fighting games give so yeah uh, i've done that for so long and i'll keep on keep on doing it <laughs> is that something that you find with lucario too is that part of the reason for that yeah. yeah yeah i mean he's my favorite pokemon just like okay aesthetically i guess uh but it, it's it, it's like mostly his play style like his play style is so unique in smash like he can like changes uh, momentum with uh his aura sphere uh cancels and it's it's really really cool so I've always, I've always, uh, I've always enjoyed that about him. But yeah, he's like also like my my favorite Pokemon. That worked out pretty well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, do you guys have any other questions about like his background before we talk, start talking about Strive? Uh, no. Go ahead. Go with the Strive stuff here. Yeah. I mean, look. Let's talk about Strive. We were just talking about this earlier. I get. I just found out now that you're a Faust player. What do you mm. say to the claim that Faust might be the worst character in Strive right now? I think Audrey's worse than him. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It's Faust, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he's the exact worst, but okay. he's definitely kind of struggling in this game. Uh, I, I think the the top, it's more just like the, the top characters are just a little bit overtuned right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with like just like a couple of small tweaks in terms of like risk reward, uh, he could be like a pretty strong character. But yeah, he's he's definitely at the the bottom end. Like I I, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But he has some relevant good matchups though. Like I I don't think he's completely useless. Like he has like some pretty relevant good matchups. Uh, obviously, Potemkin you know is like a pretty pretty, pretty obvious one. Like it's that's always been historically like a pretty decent matchup for Faust. Right. Uh, but I think Naguri Yuki he does pretty well versus as well. So How I do think you that's feel... a pretty important matchup. How do you feel about the trumpet? 
I hate it. it that's it keeps me up at night. I, I, I hear the dude dudes like in my dreams. It's it's horrible. We the boys. It, it's it's horrible, right? Like you the, you think those you think the mini faust are your homies, like that they just they just gang up on you and fight against you, like. You think you know well, okay. someone? For 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 people who aren't playing this game actively, what what are we talking about? Okay, so the new item that Faust got in Guilty Gear Strive is the trumpet. Uh, he basically throws this little trumpet forwards at the opponent, and it <laughs> lands on the floor. And whoever grabs the trumpet gets a stampede of mini Faust that completely cover the ground. Mm -hmm. So whoever gets it basically kind of just wins the neutral there, right? Yes. The problem is Faust is throwing it at them. So they're they're closer to it, you know. <laughs> so it, 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 it yeah. it's, it's a lot. A lot of the times, the other character is in a better position to grab the trumpet, unless you have yeah. like kind of like a setup, mm -hmm. or there's like an item covering you ahead of time. But you know, it's RNG. You can't really plan for that. Generally, when Faust has gotten poor RNG, it would be like, oh, he got like helium or like food. It's not the end of the world, right? This is like the first item that it complete like if you get unlucky it can completely screw you over yeah and that is such that like having that in his item bag it, it makes him so volatile like it, it it makes it makes just playing neutral with it like really really scary you're just like throwing an item just praying like please this is no like trumpet. 90 percent of the time like a good choice and then like 10 percent of the time i just like lose the ground game right. like it's 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 pretty terrifying honestly but Do you but yeah, think there's it. a way that they could balance it a little better in Faust's favor without taking away your opponent's ability to pick it up first. I honestly, you know, I feel like the developers like when they made it like this would be funny, right? This would be cool. I think it is super hard to balance as well. I honestly just throw the trumpet at the dumpster. I wouldn't mind, but uh, <laughs> if I were to to change it, I would probably make it either appear closer to Faust and make it rarer or just make it outright super duper rare. Like the frequency that trumpet appears right now is, I think, too high. Dude, you know what they uh, should do? They should make it so that mini Faust can pick it up for you. <laughs> I mean, that, that would require me to not to throw another item after. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I throw the trumpet, it's like, oh no, okay, things have changed. We must, we yeah. must now. Right. Battle for the trumpet. Uh -huh. It forces yeah. the action. I mean, <laughs> we must that's do battle. That's probably what it was designed to do: is to force people to come together on the trumpet. But yeah, yeah it's just yeah, it's it. too much of a pro <laughs> it's too much of a problem for Faust, honestly. So. But I mean, overall though, how do you feel about the game right now? Like, like you know, obviously coming into it, I mean, you've played a lot of the anime games. A lot of the anime mm -hmm. players were worried that the game was going to be too simple or it was going to be Guilty Gear for babies kind of thing like that. Like, how do you feel about the game right now? I'm having a lot of fun. You know, outside of obvious character balance issues, just viewing the game for like the system and its match flow and game itself, I think it's really fun. Uh, a really big thing, like regardless of fighting game mechanics that like any game has, if if it has like an addicting match flow that makes me want to hit rematch, you're doing something right. Uh, I, I think Guilty Gear matches they they go really quickly. You know, it's it you can just lose all your health instantly, and I, I, I <laughs> like I like the. I like all the options that like lead up to, uh, like the wall breaks and like just like how aggressive uh, the the play is in the game in general. Like it's 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 really fun and it's really fast paced and I I think it makes the game play pretty addictive. Uh, I've been playing this game like a ton. Um, the 
the overall decisions of the game uh, compared to past Guilty Gears, uh, they're a little weird. Like, you know, like the air dashes are a little bit different now, and it's going to take some time getting used to. But once you get used to it, I think the game flow is really great with the wall breaks mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, like, everything they've changed with uh, Guilty Gear up, up I, until now. When I first heard about the wall breaks, I was like, I don't that's kind of bad. Cause what I, but I actually find myself really enjoying the wall breaks. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it makes me feel good smashing people through the wall. It's I personally, I think it feels good. I mean, like, obviously, like, yeah, that feels good. Mm -hmm. But I just think playing neutral and strive feels great. Yeah. So breaking the wall to go back to neutral, just like, oh, more fun. Great. Can't right. wait to keep playing this game. It's well, so you also fun. play the most easy neutral character in the game. I'm just saying. So, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you talking to oh, me? Because you're play. right. As soon as that happens, I press the punch button. Or I press, <laughs> I press the slash or whatever. Or I, I do charge back forwards slash. Oh man! Yeah, yeah so, I, I play me. Yeah, I, I like a even like after breaking the wall, I you get the meter bonus, right? right I yeah. think using meter is one of the most like fun, mm. enjoyable things in this game. I think the way you use yep. BRC, uh, PRC, like just like the RC system in general is so incredibly fun to use. It's really, really well well designed in Strive. I, I think this is like the RC system I've, I like the most of like any Arc System Works game, honestly. So, yeah, you get more meter, you get to do more of that. It's fun. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Earlier on, you were talking about the self-expression that you feel with, like, the Marvel team or, like, Lucario and stuff. Do you feel that this game has that as well? Or if you don't feel it yet, do you feel that it could develop that? Yeah, I mean, Guilty Gear has always been that kind of game where it has such unique characters that there's usually some somebody that is that speaks to you. Like, there, there's such unique character designs and i i think yeah like even with just the base roster there's a lot of like option like i feel like most people are finding the character that really speaks to them even just with the the characters that are out right now the 15 that For are sure. out right now uh i i really like faust i've liked faust since uh since exert so it, it's like it, it, i i have always enjoyed like his play style in general i think like adapting to the items is really fun but mm -hmm. they've added like some new things to him that i think are really fun as well and uh like like the, I love the the post command grab situation because he puts the afro on him. He gives him like a haircut. Oh, and puts, yeah. puts the afro on them. So like <laughs> you know that's like I view that as like oh it's time for like Hellzone mix up. Like it's time to do fifty fifties and I, that is so fun for me, right? So it's like they combine this with like this element of of Faust that I've already really enjoyed up until now. And yeah, there's just like tiny small changes they've added to Legacy Guilty Gear characters. I think that are just really cool, like Kai Shock mm -hmm. State. Uh, yeah, just like like yeah, there's a lot of a lot of nice changes to the current current Guilty Gear cast. I like a lot. Now, you know, talking about uh, tier lists and stuff. Obviously, it's still so early. We're we're not even scratching the surface of what the tier lists are supposed to be. But like, what do you think right now? Who do you think you you mentioned that you know some of the strongest characters need to maybe be toned down a little bit? Who are those characters in your mind? Yeah, so I I think. It, it is early to say, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't... I, I'm definitely not a fan of just being like, oh, he's the best. Just, like, look, <laughs> yep. he just wins every matchup for sure. There's no counterplay. I, I'm not a, a huge fan of that, but I think there are some pretty, like, overtuned, like, super obvious characters that are top tier. There's there's always, like, those top tier characters where it's like, hmm, there's potential here. Like, let's see how it develops. But I think right now, like, the obvious... Uh, the obvious top two, I think, are Ramathal and Soul. I think that's mm -hmm. what everyone is, mm -hmm. is saying. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, I think they are pretty pretty absurd right now, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, but even outside of them, I think uh, I think Chip is really good now, too. Yeah. I think Chip is super insane also. Uh, but and, and, and May as well. I think those four are like kind of the the most egregious characters in my opinion right <laughs> egregious. now. Yeah. Earlier on, we were looking at some of the tier lists that some Japanese players are putting out. And uh-huh. they did have Chip really high. Some of them had him in yeah. S tier. A couple of them mm-hmm. had him in S tier. Every um, everybody had him in top five. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, does that? I guess I hadn't heard people say that in the U.S. until maybe just a couple days ago. Even mm-hmm. do you feel like that's something that's already changing? There's already sort of different takes on it. Last week I felt like I was hearing more about Leo and uh, I don't know somebody else who I'm forgetting now. Van Giov- Chip. I didn't Giovanna. Chip Giovanna was, was I think the other one. You were Gio. Here. Gio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, right, yeah. 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 No, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of like contenders for even just like the kind of like the tier below. Uh, I think Ram, like Ram and Soul, I think are much like a step above mm-hmm. like most characters. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I think that is like interesting though. Like the I think that the take on Chip has been changing a lot. I I, I do think there's a lot more representation of Chip uh, now yeah. now that uh, more people are seeing like how good he is. But uh, but yeah, I I, I think Chip is like. Very, very strong, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy because, you know, when the betas were coming out and everyone was like, Chip seems so nerfed and not good. And then yeah, we, no had those, we saw the Red Bull exhibitions and I saw Samito play and I was like, wait, he looks exactly like he did in all the other <laughs> games that he played Chip. <laughs> I was like, what the heck, dude? What is happening over here? So, like, I mean, it, it's... Real. For me, it's exciting because, you know, I feel like when I lose the Leo, when I lose the Eno, when I lose the Chip, when I lose the Milia, I feel like I'm losing the same way I kind of lost them in the previous games, too. You know, as much as everybody said the characters have been changed, so, like, taken away all their fun stuff. Like, yeah. a lot of it feels kind of similar. It could be that this game is guiltier. Potentially. <laughs> it's weird. Real it's here, weird that it's the game that's in the title. It's really odd. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, was that, I, I feel you. Was that was that your feeling during the betas? Uh, what, what was your impression of the game at that time, and has it changed since the game came out? Uh, I don't think it's changed too much. They've made a couple like pretty nice changes. Uh, they made they added uh, a frame on landing recovery. Uh, since the betas, I think that was like a pretty good change. Uh, they changed how air dashes work throughout the betas as well. I- I'm pretty. It- it's the game has changed like for sure since mm-hmm. the betas, but uh, I think the overall like the high damage, like the the match, the overall match flow is like kind of basically the same, honestly. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I-, I do like the changes though, especially the landing recovery change. I think that was like a very very important change they made. Uh, if you you can like target your opponent's uh, landing recovery regardless they don't have to hit a button they get if they jump and if you hit them like on the like the last two frames you can you can get a punish on them I think yeah it's really big yeah talk to me about anji you mentioned him as the character you think is weaker than faust and like 15 minutes before that james was like i think everybody is underrating anji oh really okay <laughs> yeah. so, so the thing right is like anji does a lot of damage right that that's kind of like his <laughs> that's like a big big thing that he has going for him um i unfortunately think his fujin follow-ups i don't think the risk reward on them are are really that good right now i think i think there's too much counterplay to like like how much reward he gets for doing his fujin follow-ups i I don't think they're that good he has a six frame button on top of all that like he has like pretty slow movement in general 
and he like having a six frame button right now is is so so bad it is so miserable because uh the throw i'm gonna get like frame data nitty-gritty but there's throw invincibility in this game it's five frames and if your fastest button is six frames that means you can get meaty thrown out of your jab it's like street fighter 5 basically right gotcha. so there are four characters in this game that are playing street fighter 5 faust is one of them it sucks and uh <laughs> yeah i i think it's like crazy that anji of all characters has that like you know i i feel like he 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 deserves it the least who are the uh, yeah, who are I, the I, who are the four characters i actually don't know so it yeah so it's uh faust anji zato axel oh, actually it's five uh Milia. Yeah, those are the five. Yeah, Milia. Yeah, yeah, Milia is one of them as Dang. well. Dang. Okay. Yeah, and and by contrast, if you aren't aware, people in the chat, uh, the fastest are thirty frames. There's a couple of those, and then there's like a few each of four and five. Right. As as the fastest button for the character. Um, yeah. 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 They could probably well, lower. So, they could probably lower Soul's kick back to five frames and in, in Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> 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 I like that. Uh, uh, so, what do you see yourself doing in this game? Does this, is this the kind of game that you feel that you're going to be taking seriously? Are you still going to be taking uh, Dragon Ball seriously? What What are your plans right now? So you know, like this game just came out, and everyone's in the, the honeymoon phase, right? Everyone's just playing the game. It's really it's new. It's fun. So I'm I'm you know I'm the same way, right? I'm learning. I'm learning a lot, and I want I don't I don't I don't know honestly. I I the way I like I. I We'll play fighting games as long as I'm having fun with them. That's how I've always been. I've never been the type of person to be like, oh, man, I got to play it. That's where the money is. Like, that's never been me. Like, I've always just played what I enjoyed, and I'll continue doing that. I'm enjoying Guilty Gear a lot, so I'm going to continue playing it. And the same for Dragon Ball. Like, right now, you know, I'm playing mostly Guilty Gear, but I still love Dragon Ball a lot. I'm registered for CEO, uh, and, yeah, I plan to, like, compete and... uh, uh, practice for that as well okay so in that case if you are planning to do both of those um what's what how do you handle trying to play multiple games competitively that's not easy to do people are taking individual games seriously and and focusing hyper much on them uh, as somebody who wants to play multiple or who really has been playing multiple but how do you get along with that yeah so i actually had some issues with that in the past uh when i was playing uh, it was like Marvel 3. There was like an Evo that I went to. It was Marvel 3, Blaze Blue, SF5, and Smash 4. I entered like mm. four. Like those are like the four matches. I, so, you know, when they make pools, they try to at least make round one pools not co- uh, collide. But they, it's hard to plan for round right. two pools, which I made round two pools for like all those games. And then <laughs> I was like, play, I had to play three pools at the same time for like three different games. Oh. I was like, I actually cannot do this like whatsoever. Yeah, like I, 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 I was not having fun. Melt. It was too much. Yeah. And I felt like I was spending myself thin because, you know, my main game is still Marvel three, which is what I wanted to do the best in. And I was like, you know, like putting my GameCube controller away, like walking across like the venue <laughs> to like play F champ. I'm just like, this is not it. man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I definitely had to make some changes uh, with Dragon Ball specifically. When Dragon Ball came out, I was like, OK, Vinayad, I am going to not you're not going to play multiple games. You're going to just focus on Dragon Ball and do your best and just put mm. all your focus into it. And it, it gave me like really good results. Like I awesome. think that change was really important for me. 
but I want to see if I can do two. You know, I'll, 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 I, I don't know honestly. It's it's been uh, like two years since I've just focused on a singular game, since I've gone back to like playing like in multiple. So we'll we'll see. We'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> well, speaking of Dragon Ball, are you worried about the game's future at all? I mean, obviously you played Marvel three, that had no support <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so I would assume you probably don't. But I mean, are are you worried about? you know developer support ending for that game uh no not actually so the future of the game competitively i have no no fear whatsoever there's such a dedicated fan base for that game and people love love well like people love dragon ball and people have uh there's just like a huge base for it like I, i don't think that game is going anywhere anytime soon in general but i also think there is potentially still developer support for it like i actually haven't even given up on that Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think they'll be like, because I don't. I don't have any inside info. Like I'm, I'm just, 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 just FYI. But uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just saying. Like I, I, I theorize that there might be potentially because they did mention like supporting the game later a little bit, like in uh, I think like announcements, okay. and I think that could be like balance patches. You know, like the the thing that everyone wants is obviously rollback netcode for the game, and I would love that as much as the next guy, but. Uh, you know, it, the, the game has already like made its money, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath for it. Like, I, I don't think financially, it's like probably like the thing that's best for yeah, them. Probably, if they yeah. do do it, oh my god, I would, I would, I would go insane. I mean, what's but, funny? Uh, is, I, I feel like a balance patch would happen. Okay, I mean, what's funny is you kind of had to throw out that caveat because Bandai Namco has literally tasked you with like some <laughs> of the character showcases and stuff like that. I mean. What did that mean to you? Like, how does that feel, being, like, the guy who gets to go on the show, you know, where the new character come out and you get to demo the character for the world, you know? I mean, how does that, like, how did that happen? No, yeah, it's, honestly, it's a real privilege, and it's it's so, it's so awesome, and I can't thank Bandai enough for letting me have the opportunities to do that. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Like, I really work my hardest on it too like i don't just like take his like oh cool i get to play the character we like i i really <laughs> like focus and try to break down the character as much as i can uh and like learn as much as i can to provide like the info about the character the best way possible for the showcase so uh, i'm happy that you know like bandai was like happy with my work to like keep continuing to have me on for for like all the showcases and you know yeah yeah like i i i enjoy doing it like it's it's really cool i love I love labbing like fighting game characters. It's awesome. Like it's it's just like a huge passion of mine. So uh, it, it's cool to be recognized by like the company that like That's makes awesome. the, the games to like yeah, let me to dope. let me even do that. It's honestly like really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about what is coming up. What's this upcoming event? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, we have uh, this Saturday at uh, six p.m. PST, uh, nine p.m. EST. Uh, we are having the North America versus Japan Oof. 10v10 Guilty Gear Strive exhibition. So it is something that I am working with Arxis and Red Bull. They are they are uh, sponsoring the event and help, and it's being run on uh, my stream. We are going to have a online 10v10, and it's <sighs> it's going to be really sick. The players on both sides, like they're it's it's very stacked. It's going to be a really good treat to watch. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the matches I think are gonna. I think it's gonna be close, and I, I think it's gonna be really competitive too. So I, we have uh, me and uh, Sage M on for commentary. So 
it'll 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 be a good show if if you want to come by it's uh, twitch.tv slash apology man it'll be cool come through on saturday yeah. have you played people in japan what do you feel like that connection is it's good well for west coast uh it's actually not as far from like i feel like it's like the same connection as like east coast players sometimes <laughs> no, no joke uh it, it's it's really good and i actually even had like good experiences in with rollback in like marvel infinite uh with oh, uh yeah. with uh cyber japan agent he's mm-hmm. actually like the first like japanese player i've ever played in rollback and i was like this is amazing right <laughs> yeah and, and now, now that like i'm playing an, a fighting game that has like really good rollback again like it's the same thing like it, it's it's it just is great if you're from like the west coast like playing to japan it's very very good it's incredible it's, it's very good the ms is not like absurdly high it's very playable right. Yeah, that's actually my experience as well. I've played a little bit against people in Japan, and mm-hmm. oh damn, um, okay, wouldn't wouldn't have known it except for just like their info saying that they're Japan. <laughs> you know? But other than that, like it felt n- normal. Yeah, I saw. I mean, him. I played Japan from the Midwest, so yeah, that's yeah, even more. Nice. Yeah, crazy. I saw. I saw. I saw Zynak in the chat earlier, so bless, <laughs> <laughs> bless <laughs> Zynak and his team over there. So, uh, but you, I mean. Zynak. You, you mentioned, you know, obviously twitch.tv slash apology man, exactly as you see it on the stream over there. Any other places? Like, what other, what else do you want to plug for yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, I'm trying to work on my YouTube a little bit more. I'm going to be posting a Faust, uh, like a really conducive Faust item guide. I'll actually even have, like, I'm going to post some of the percentages of the, the item RNG oh, with, like, a lot of a lot of data science and statistics behind it it'll be, it'll be cool and it's gonna <laughs> kind of show you how to use uh, all the items as well for fast i'm gonna be posting that on my youtube soon uh so you can check me out on youtube.com slash apology man and i i uh, post on twitter pretty often as well as you can see updates about like whatever like streams content or mm-hmm. whatever dumb stuff i do <laughs> on, on my twitter <laughs> at a twitter.com slash apology man how's beast coast going <laughs> Great, great. There, it's actually been like over, like almost three years, or it has been three years. Yeah, I've wow. been on the team. Yeah. Wait, what's going no, they're on? They're a great Wait. team. Shout oh, out to oh, I didn't know you were t- part of Team Beast Coast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they, they've been able to. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. They've been I'm able sorry. to support me. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, uh, no, since, these guys uh, here like, are just like shaking their heads at since, me. Since uh, like Dragon Ball, uh, and like the first three months, like uh, they sponsored me. And I, they've just been able to support me, and like I've been able to like just live like from 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 their support. It's it's awesome. It's nice. it's honestly a dream come true. And yeah, shout out to Beast Coast. Really cool. No. Yeah, cool man. Well, before good before... luck on the commentary. Oh yeah, and before we go, huh? Before good we luck go... on commentary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna do my best, David. I'm gonna do my best. I won't let you down, David. I won't let you down. And, and before we go, uh, as I've said in past weeks, one of my one thing that I always want to close out with with our interviews is, where did Apology Man come from? Where did that name come from? Fellows Jump Man. Okay, so it's t- tiny bit of a story. So before when I played Smash Melee, my name was not Apology Man; it was Wall Jump Man. Uh, it's because I liked Mario. Uh, you know, and his name in Donkey Kong was Jumpman, mm-hmm. and I like wall jumping in Mario Sunshine. So I was like, "You'll be really funny and cool and not cringe." Wall Jumpman, that'll be my name. That, that's <laughs> it. Cringe. That's the one, and that, that's that's what I was for a really long time in Blaze Blue. 
And it wasn't until I went to a Blaze Blue local, uh, I played a player who's a good friend of mine now, but not at the time. Uh, we we played a match, and I won in like a kind of kind of scummy way. You know, I, I had no business winning it. I was losing. I got a knockdown with Hawkman, and he has a super. If you full charge it, it becomes unblockable. It's so gimmicky. You literally can like get out of it in like eighty million ways. But oh, no. if you don't see it coming, it just unblockables you and does like half your health. And I <laughs> I beat him that way, and I felt like garbage. I was like, hey. I'm really sorry. I had to win that way. I just kept saying sorry, saying sorry for saying sorry, and he was not having it whatsoever. He was so bad. He was just like, "Are you really apologizing for apolog? Like, are you apologizing for me for beating me? Are you serious?" Like, yeah, man. It, and his friend had to like cool him off. I was like, "Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I kept saying sorry. It made it worse. The next local, I see him and his boys. They start heckling me, right? They start heckling me for like the the dumbest stuff. I was like playing a match and I like dropped a combo and they're like, oh, say you're sorry, Vinny. Why don't you say you're sorry? <laughs> I like dropped my wallet on the floor and they're like, oh, say sorry to the floor, Vinny. Why don't you say you're sorry? Like they were just beating us. I was getting so annoyed. And eventually my friend said it. They shouldn't call you wall jump man. They should call you apology man. Boom. And, and Boom. It, sucks. it stuck since then. <laughs> and forever after. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another example of the names that you don't make on purpose that you just kind of end up stuck with. So, <laughs> oh, man. Did you ever try to sign up with something other than Apology Man and then they just like penciled in Apology Man? Yeah, a couple tournaments after, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a little bit, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then there was like, now nah, you're Apology Man. <laughs> Honestly, it was fitting. I, I said, I, when I was younger, and even now, I, I, say, I said, sorry, way too much. That was so dude my roommate gets mad at me because i apologize for everything he's always like stop i'm one of the people who apologizes for apologizing too much so i i'm right there with you so Billy you James, yeah. apology <laughs> granddad yeah exactly i'm apology <laughs> granddad although i will right, say dude. this i haven't done it in many years but i have eaten cereal with warm milk before i will just say that that i have in the past so but i haven't Let's done go. it in years so. both of you need to go live on an island together <laughs> Get out of here. i mean i've done that but it's on accident it's like i pour myself a cereal and put milk in it and then like i get distracted for a while and i come back and it's like well i guess this is gross. Warm milk time but all right oh, <laughs> it's not like a chosen thing <laughs> all right get out of here all right thanks a lot for joining us good luck right. with Thanks I'll for definitely be tuning you. in. Thank you. And have fun listening. Have fun Thanks, listening guys. to yourself on the on the YouTube uh, vod. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get to listen to yourself now. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Shout outs to Vinith. Thanks for having him stop by here. Good talk here. And uh, always happy to see guys like him. You know, find that kind of success and having Bondi Namco actually like use him for the demos for uh, yeah, Dragon really cool. Ball. I think that's super cool. For uh, sure, for sure. Uh, Shout out to him. Okay. Ooh. Oh, it's getting uh, uh, darker out there, huh? Get a little dark, yeah. Well, it's about to get darker because we've passed the solstice, so sorry, True. but it's, we're now on the downward slope. All right, five five matchup time. We're going to be doing one of our own. Then we'll get to the viewer questions. However, the viewer questions may be weird due to the voting, which we'll get to because I can't email anybody on Twitch anymore. Yada yada. Let's get to this one first. So, what are your thoughts on three out of five in tournament play? That's right. We're talking about the yeah. three out of five thing again. We're rolling it out of the closet. We're 
getting rid of all the mothballs on it. It's always in there. It's always in there. I mean, this we'll one's not for yet another stroll. This one's not even necessarily about Guilty Gear. This one kind of came up because uh, Brian F was talking about it for Street Fighter Five, and a lot of people started bringing it up for Street Fighter Five that we should mm. do three out of five. One of the reasons being that you know, for example, in the Midwest, which you just commentated, David, like there was a lot of matches that went up two zero, and then the person made the comeback, and then it went to the last game, and it was super hype. So you know, the argument is that three out of five kind of creates a better viewing experience that you have these more potential for comebacks and it's more hype. Uh, and then, of course, there's also the conversation on should Guilty Year be 3 out of 5 because of the high damage? Should it be 3 out of 5 rounds and 2 out of 3 because of the high damage, etc., etc.? So uh, what are your thoughts on this right now, David, as a person who just commentated that Midwest and had the exciting O2 comebacks and stuff like that? What do you think about, like, should top 16 CBT also be 3 out of 5, etc., etc.? Well, I guess I don't see why top 16 isn't 3 out of 5, because they're all being streamed. Right. And it's not like it, like, slows down the tournament. Well, I guess, I guess it does, because it's up to Long five games rather than up to three. But what I mean is that you're not... It's, you're you're going to have it slow anyway, because it's all streamed, right? You're not right. running things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't really know why it's not, but um, I also don't think that it's super important for either thing that people are talking about, right? So one of the things that they're talking about is, as we have talked about a billion times, the more games a set lasts, the more likely you are to get the better player to move on, okay? Um, As we've often talked about, I think that's not actually correct. I think instead you take people who are better in two out of three, and make it worse for them because there are people who are better in three out of five. And it's just a question of prioritizing people who are better off the jump, people who are better at adapting or whatever. Like they're just two different skill sets. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily have an opinion on which one is is the better, which means the better player, like I, you know, whatever. Um, but then on top of that, as far as the hype goes, it is super sick and hype to see somebody make the comeback from being down 2-0 to win three to zero. For sure. It doesn't happen very often, but maybe more to the point, it's also not super sick and awesome to see somebody get dunked three games in a row, which <laughs> I don't know the stats on this. Tubbo, I think, said he's got some stats, but uh, I don't know if that happens more or less frequently than a comeback from 2 I would suspect it happens more often mm-hmm. that somebody wins 3-0. And those are not... Those can be fun, but like the, it, it's... In my mind, it kind of washes out, that kind of balances out which one's cooler. It's cool to see somebody win a set from down 1-0 and then win two in a row. That's pretty cool. And in the case of winning 2-0, well, I didn't have to sit through three games. It was only two, <laughs> uh, which means that I can move on faster and maybe watch a, a more interesting match if I'm just, again, just from the viewer perspective. Um, so I, I don't really see either way as being super important. I'm also not like particularly opposed to it either. I don't feel like it's some, you know, big important position that I have some like ideology on or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. It's just for most of a tournament, as everybody knows, it's just impractical for it to be a longer set. I think everybody like understands that. In top 16, yeah, I don't know why it's not 3 out of 5 particularly if top 8's 3 out of 5. Other than that, I feel like I'm I don't have a strong opinion on this. Really. So 
my grand conclusion. Thanks. <laughs> oh, stay right in the middle there, David. That was uh, That's five minutes. Five minutes to say, to say yeah. <laughs> five minutes to say it doesn't matter. What about you, Tubo? What do you feel? Filibustering us. Uh, I feel like. I, I mean, I said what I felt earlier on on Twitter. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, three out of five. MVCI, three out of five. And the most wild one, Killer Instinct, is three out of five. All of those games, for sure, for sure, 100%, take longer to finish than Strive with a three out of five. So if those games are all standard three out of five, then why the hell shouldn't Strive and Street Fighter Five be three? Why shouldn't most games be three out of five? I think the only modern fighting game being played right now that I wouldn't want to see a three out of five is Dragon Ball. Because that game takes forever. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I don't... If KI can run three out of five at Combo Breaker with 300, 200 some entrance, like, yeah, we, we can run three out of five for every game, including Strive, which has been, on my timeline, the one the most talked about, because I, I don't follow too many Street Fighter Five players. But, yeah, I... I I, I just don't I just don't see why we shouldn't. Now, the the science I was talking about is James and I were talking about this a little bit earlier off stream. And he was like, well, some Guilty Gear players have proposed playing three out of five. Some players are playing three out of five rounds, but two out of three games wow. is what they're proposing. It's the same amount of round, maximum amount of rounds, mm-hmm. you dummies. Like, it doesn't, mathematically, you're not saving time. Just play two out of three rounds, three out of five games. That way you don't have to change the burst meta. Because if you play three out of five rounds, it messes when you. It's gonna mess up when you want to burst, compared to two out of three rounds. So instead of screwing with that, just play three out of five. I think every game, minus maybe like Dragon Ball, should be three out of five, because logistically it works. Right. That's all. I mean, the the the, the one advantage. So Tiny Tech says there's less stops in between games if you do three out of five rounds, two out of three games. But at the same time, two out of three. Rounds for three out of five games also allows for higher character variety because people might be willing to experiment with other characters. The biggest for a better viewer experience. Yeah, the biggest uh, con to going three out of five for a tournament, the entire tournament. Now, this is not the case for CPT because in top sixteen, the 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 scenes are small. So a lot of the clutch matches right now are happening in the top 16. And we stream all of the matches once we get to top 16. But at big tournaments like CEO, like EVO, like Combo Breaker and such, a lot of the best matches happen during semifinals because it's just going to happen that Smug and Daigo are going to run into each other like seven rounds before, you know, we get to top eight. You know, five rounds before we get to top eight. That happens. And the biggest problem with three out of five is while that doesn't necessarily make the tournament run longer, theoretically, like it's not a significant increase, it does reduce the number of matches we see on stream. And that's the biggest negative right there is that that means a lot of those awesome semifinals matches are going to happen off stream and a lot of people are going to be mad about that. That is true. That's Um, that's true. Again, you know, let's just do it for differently for everything, right? So CPT doesn't have to do that because it's not the same kind of tournament, etc., etc. So top 16 right now at CPT, that's 12 matches, goes about three hours, right? And then top eight 
which is three out of five, which is a max of 10 to 11 matches, goes about four hours. So, you know, basically if we did top 16 that way, we would probably extend top 16 from three hours to four hours, right? Now, does that get to the point where we start affecting viewership dues? Does viewership enjoy sitting there for the four hours watching or do they like the fact that they only need to dedicate three hours to watch the top 16 and then they can dedicate all the time four hours for the top eight which is you know where things get more considerably hyped because obviously it's the best players i'm asking the question because i don't know the answer <laughs> i have no empirical evidence one way or the other you know, I mean, you know, speaking as a commentator, sometimes having top 16 go by in three hours as opposed to four is kind of nice sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the same time as a spectator, I, I wonder if people would be less willing or maybe even to go check the VODs out because now you got to dedicate four hours to watch the VODs for the top 16 and then four hours for the top eight, you know. I don't know. I mean, if if you're watching the VODs, which I do often because a lot of these are broadcast at times when I'm not awake, right? you just fast forward through 60% of, yep. the, of the time, right? I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. like I, you know, all the all the breaks, whenever the Ultra Davids are talking, I'm out of there. I'm just going right through <laughs> where the actual matches are happening. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Dude. I mean, no, it's <laughs> definitely true. It's just like whenever the Ultra Davids are talking. L L is your is your best friend key when it comes to watching things on YouTube, right? It's just like 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. It's basically all it is, so Today I learned that L works. Yeah, so, I use the arrow keys. Me so too. the arrow keys on YouTube are five yeah. seconds. Yeah. JKL are 10 seconds and K is pause and play. So you can do the entire thing with JKL. And then you can also use the arrow keys in combination with the JKL. So you can skip fast. And if you don't want to skip back all the way 10 seconds, you can skip back five seconds with the arrow keys to get the shoot the difference in between. So... There you go. Huh. Well, howdy do. Okay. Already. Wow, I, I, I uh, could have swore everybody knew the JKL ones. <laughs> I just don't watch stuff YouTube, I guess. I just watch uh, you know, that makes stuff, sense. and I don't want to miss anything. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to miss any minutes. Yeah, to be any honest with you. In my Carl I, Sagan 42 videos that I watch. Dude, Carl Sagan 42 is the greatest. <laughs> He's no, so we good. probably shouldn't get this sidetracked. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. It was way off topic. But, but, I, do, but, I do like the idea. No, yeah, go ahead, no, go, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, my comment I was going to say, I think, I think you made a couple of nice points there. Um, I would also say, though, I see people in the chat saying in 3 out of 5 you get to see more characters. I think you said something that sounded like the opposite to me. For 3 out of 5, I can see that you might get more characters in the sense that somebody might try a character out right. thinking, mm -hmm. okay, well, if I lose this, I'm still going to have two more games right. that I can play in with my main. However, in 2 out of 3, you get to see characters succeed that may be less likely to succeed, but obviously in any one interaction, you don't know how it's going to go, right? So the fewer interactions there are, the more a wild character can succeed. In a best of one, you get wild things happening like used to happen in like Third Strike Japan Randbats, yeah. where bizarre characters would win because <laughs> you just make a few decisions and you beat Chun-Li, oh well. Right. But if that was like a 3 out of 5, you're absolutely never going to beat that character. Right. <laughs> so, yep. okay. so in in one way, I, I think you, you can see more characters, but in other ways, I think you would see, yeah, you see more characters the other way. Yeah. So, so I think something important we haven't really been talking about is we keep talking about the viewership. This The tournaments are for the players first. 
viewership is secondary. I mean, maybe not for TOs of, of you know major events, but when it comes down to it, we need to make the best decision for the players. And I think the players want to see three out of five. Well, I think that's definitely true in a lot of cases. I mean, the reason that MK is three out of five is only because the users were like, well, how come it's like that? Injustice was three out of five, so we should just keep doing it. And at first, the TOs were like, why? Like, it doesn't need to be. And it doesn't need to be. Actual <laughs> fact, for sure, Mortal Kombat 11 does not need to be a three out of five in any sense. But the players, like, wanted it. Right. And so, okay. I mean, that's really all that it comes down to. I think one nice reason to have three out of five is that if you are somebody who goes zero and two, you get more games to play, a little bit more time before you're out of there. Um, and at the very top, like I said, I think for some players having three out of five is positive because you have people who are better at at adapting. But for other people, having a two out of three is better because they're better at coming out of the gate, and then they have maybe some strong strategy that can be adapted to, but in a short set less likely mm -hmm. i don't have a preference to me it seems like subjective to say one of those is better than the other mm -hmm. yeah. right i, I don't mean, think that it, that that's really true i don't i don't even think that it, it boils down to the person that comes back from a 2-0 deficit to win 3-0 adapted better yeah. i don't even think that's necessarily true it could just be that the guy or gal that was up 2-0 is a choke artist you totally. know but like there, there's there's a, so many other factors right. that could but that could happen you know, in come into that. Three of two and it does well, of course that. of course it could but being up 1-0 is a bit different from being up 2-0 right 2-0 is more of a demanding lead so i consider you more of a choke artist at 2-0 than a 1-0 the only thing that i want to add to this is that uh i actually don't agree anymore like if you hit me 10 years ago i would have said the same thing but i don't agree anymore that tournaments are more about the players than the viewers. I actually think it's. Uh, I actually think it's fifty-fifty now. I don't think. It, well, James, never run a major. It'll flop, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you that's. Well, the, but that's it's, the thing. Got to be about the attendees first. Well, that's the thing, though. Is a lot of people are doing it for the viewers now. I mean, you think Red Bull does all that crazy production stuff? The Red Bull Kumite. That's, that's invitational for, stuff. That's different. That's right. Much different. But here's the thing about it: is the more viewers. The better sponsorships, the better you will. But Red Bull the is the sponsor, James. Right, but I'm saying that's, for that's the that's them. I'm saying that's, for that's other events, though, for the other events, the more numbers you get, the more ability you have to reward the players. It's not. As, I'll just say this: Evo and Combo Breaker and CEO didn't become what they were because they cared about the viewers first. They always cared about the players uh, actually, first. I will again sure. say no because. There was one point when streaming first started at EVO, I still remember Tom Cannon was like, the tournament goes on, whether the stream dies or not, it's the tournament first, it's the tournament first. Yeah. A few years later, he was like, oh, that's definitely not true anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. But it's not, it's not, to be fair, it's not 50-50, it's 70-30 or something. Yeah, it's, for, yeah. For finals day, that may be a different story when they're in the arena. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a different story for things like Red Bull. But the vast majority of tournaments are going to get zero viewers or 10 mm -hmm. or 100. And that can't be the focus. It has to be for the players. Right, for small there stuff. Like, for smaller there are stuff. There are like five. There are just a few comparatively big tournaments, honestly, that, yeah. that can be thinking about viewers, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. All right, that, that was all right. A little bit more interesting than I kind of thought it would be. All right. <laughs> all 
All right, let's move on to the viewer questions from oh, Five. God, now, I as I mentioned, I didn't set up the, the viewer questions at all. That's my bad. I totally forgot to set this up. Let's. Do I that. mentioned this last time, but it is, of course, part of the Five-Five matchup idea that we send out a poll to our subscribers and our Patreon and our Patreon supporters, and let them vote on which topics they want to talk about. Well. I can send them out to the Patreon supporters still, but I no longer can do that for Twitch. It's no longer a functionality on their website. Great. So, sorry, everybody. <laughs> Bummer. I don't really know what to do yeah. about that. But so it is. So it's just Patreon folks who did it. And here was their results. Uh, well, I should read them first. All right, number one. What fighting game will be the game to bring back the coast rivalries and country rivalries? Number two, what are your thoughts on three out of five in tournament play for Strive? How about four <laughs> out of seven finals? Absolutely nope. not. There nope. needs to be a line drawn somewhere. <laughs> I am not sitting through hour and a half grand finals. It yeah. just can't happen. It can't happen. And it did used to happen. Number three, how do you go from beginner to advanced? Once you learn a few B&Bs in an Oki setup, it can carry you pretty far. I can never take my game to the next level past that. Opening people up who are better than me can be hard sometimes. Number four, are there archetypes in commentary? If yes, what are they? And how does the chemistry between them work? Five, as I've played Strive and played Axel, I noticed my spacing and neutral has gotten a lot better. My question is, would it be wise to tell newcomers to try out zoners to learn how to deal with spacing and such concepts? And number six, should the FGC ban handshakes in tournaments out of health or other concerns? Shout out to the person who resubmitted this. It's gotten zero votes twice in a row, but I encourage you to keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. honestly, these are really good questions. I actually like all of the questions. I, I, I kind of want to answer them all. So, guess what? There's a big old tie between three of them. Three yes. of them, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting fewer votes because, like, a lot of people can't vote. Well, do yeah. so. Do we want to change it just to have the audience participation vote for on stream from now on? It's not hard to set up the polls and everything, and it's kind of sure. neat to see it. I guess. That I mean, way. it was nice because I felt like there was like a reason to be a subscriber. Yeah, right. Of yeah, course, but, but obviously that's kind of messed oh, well. up now. So, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, so no, we can actually turn the voting in the chat on for subs only. That's an option. That's true. That's true. That's but true. we could also maybe we should do that in the future. How about for this time we just do those three that are tied? Yes, that's what I was about to say. On. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Just do the votes between the three that are tied, basically. Uh, let's see if I can set this up really quick here. Uh, wasn't expecting to set this up. So, which numbers are the ones that are tied right now, David? Number one. Number three and number four. Number three and number four. All right. So I'm going to create the, the poll over here. It is uh, exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, exclamation mark three uh, to pick which one you want to vote for. Uh, the, the voting should be uh, ready to go. So you guys should be able to start voting with those uh, exclamation mark one, exclamation mark three, and exclamation mark four. I'll leave the questions on the screen so you can see which ones. Uh, anybody in the chat can vote right now. Do it! Just type Number it in one, the chat. What fighting game will be the game to bring back the coast rivalries and country rivalries? Number three, how do you go from beginner to advanced? Once you learn a few B&Bs and an Oki setup, it can carry you pretty far. I can never take my game to the next level past that. Opening people up who are better than me can be hard sometimes. Number four. 
Are there archetypes in commentary? If yes, what are they? And how does the chemistry between them work? This is my this is my hype uh poll music here so we won't get DMCA here. I think the people who are subs can actually vote for two. I think that's what it was. That's right. If you are a sub, you can actually vote for two. Dang, you get so there you go. So much power. You have ranked choice voting. Shout outs to Twitch. Yo, speaking of, what happened in New York today? I don't know. It's a good question. Wait, what do you mean? What happened? They that had their mayoral election. Oh, whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they had well, it looks like the middle one won, guys. Let's cut it. Well, it looks like it it's sure going to be three and four, I think, is what it's going to be at this point oh. in time. Yeah, they're at 30. Cut Look at that. Look at that. There. Three Just and four. It. Yeah, three and four cut are tied, it. so those are the two that we'll do right there. Three and four. Uh, are, we doing, are we doing two or one? We're supposed to do one. Uh, we're, we're doing planning two. to do two. Oh, like, we're, do, so we're doing two. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're Did doing it. two yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's do number three first, then. How, do you, How do you go from beginner to advanced? Once you learn a few BNBs and an Oki setup, it can carry you pretty far. I can never take my game to the next level past that. Opening people up who are better than me can be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. What do you folks have to say? All right. Uh, they answered their own question in their question. Okay. Once I learn a few things, I can get pretty far. How do I get past that? Learn a few more things, bud. What things you learn is the question. I, you, the... Well, you, you, you're, you're obviously going to need more than one Oki setup if your, if your issue is uh, opening up people that are better than you. But my, my suggestion is, they probably actually need to learn how to play neutral. Uh, and learning how to play neutral is a very deep, tough discussion that we don't have time for right now. But generally, if you're, if you feel like you're being outclassed completely and totally. Uh, it's because you're already losing in the neutral. It's not because your Oki is bad or your combos are bad or anything like that. It's probably because someone's jumping in on you and you're not anti-airing them. It's probably because someone is counter-poking you. It's probably because someone is whiff-punishing you. Uh, so learn learn the neutral. If you if you feel like you got all the Oki setups and all the combos that you can get at the level you're playing at, then it's time to learn the neutral. Right. Uh, for me... The way to get from beginner to advanced is to learn that it's not just about the game, right? I mean, if you're worried about, you know, tricks, Oki, combo, etc., etc., you're going to basically be stuck in beginner. The way to get to advanced is you start remembering that you're playing against another human being and another human being is flawed and has patterns and will do things repetitively like anybody else you start understanding how to play so that every decision that you make is based off of something that you read off of your opponent you know instead of going like i do the fireball trap because that works with Ryu, but if you recognize your opponent is a jump spammer, then you'll be like, I'm just going to stand where he jumps all the time, you know, kind of things like that. Once you start learning to play the person and, the, you know, understanding that you're fighting against another human being and being able to recognize their patterns, understanding key moments, telling the storylines of the decisions they make during those key moments, et cetera, et cetera, that's going to get, that's going to be the most important thing to get you from beginner to advanced, in my opinion. 
David? I think those, yeah, I know. I think those are, are really good answers. I don't know that I have a ton to say um, beyond them. Um, I mean, to me, it seems that the thing that drags people really from being beginner to advanced is the drive. Um, so mm-hmm. what the people who I have seen have the most success are, or, you know, not just even speaking in terms of people who win tournaments, but people who just like get, get good at games. Um, it's, it's the drive. It's, it's both the competitive drive and it's the love of the game. I, it's really rare to see somebody succeed in a game without liking it, or at least like if that's their first game, they're not going to learn. Maybe sure. they can then apply those skills to something else later. Uh, but as far as the first game that you get good at, it's because you love it and it's because you have that competitive drive. And I, I guess I kind of think it's important for people to like not feel bad if they don't feel that way, if you don't feel that you have that drive. Um, it doesn't mean that you're somebody who... You're not less valid or whatever for, for having that. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, my goal is not to win EVO, right? I don't think any three of us have that goal. Um, Speak instead, for yourself. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, it, for, for me, it's not, I guess, is all I'll say. But I have other goals <laughs> instead. And setting those goals is, is something that I find is helpful to get me to a certain place. And then once I'm there, I can reevaluate and think to myself, oh, well, maybe I can change my set of goals. And maybe that means that, you know, I'm a little bit closer to being able to win a, a tournament. But that's, not, again, not necessarily my goal. I'm kind of iterating on this. And I've seen that happen a lot in people who have success ultimately that, you know, it's not necessarily like, okay, I'm going to, I just picked up brand new video game from .com. I'm going to be the best in the world at this game. (laughs) It's not necessarily that. It's people who find themselves sucked into it or who set goals and then achieve them and then set new goals. And it's this kind of like long development process. Um, Those are the people who I've seen have, I would say, more, more success. Yeah. I think those are all so anyway as, as i think far, that's I mean, a if, good if, great if collection of answers question, <laughs> the person asking this question if you do have that kind of drive um then i think the answers that tubbo and james gave are good yeah um and like tubbo said like it's a really long conversation and not something that really can be done in even 15 minutes right which is yeah, what we yeah. allocate to this uh correct that's a that's a long time uh, of of trying to figure that stuff out nobody learns those things quickly um but also, like, you don't necessarily need to have the goal of being the greatest in the world. If you do, mm-hmm. cool. I don't. That's also obviously valid. Uh, it's just that you know, I think a lot of us who watch and are sort of in constant tournament scene see people who have that kind of goal and think, okay, I should also have that. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anything else to add? That, I think that's true, Matthew. I think that is basically true of everything. That um, people who have success are, are not just the ones who have like the goal from zero to one hundred. It's people who are constantly working on stuff, and they're had they have the drive, and they love what it is that they're doing. I mean, one of the things that I've talked to you know Matthew about a lot actually is you know, and also you know, on your drive thing, right? Sometimes you just have to realize that there are a lot of things that are just more important to you than fighting yeah. games, right? So in in some case, if you're trying to become a, a musician and you're just really trying to learn how to play a guitar, 
you know, obviously if you spent that time playing fighting games, you're going to be very good at fighting games, but you see your improvement on the guitar, and that's absolutely fine. Sometimes, you know, you don't have to try to get from beginner to advanced, you know, because you're you, there's just something else that's more important to you. <laughs> Dude, like, I recently finished watching the Michael Jordan documentary series Ooh, so the, on the Bulls in the 90s. I have watched the first few, and then I forgot, and then I finished it uh-huh. recently. And... One of my major takeaways is like I would have hated to be this guy. I don't want to do this. Yeah, it just sounds like a terrible life. Like you, you have, you have these like momentary little instances of like, okay, whew, I did the thing, and then five minutes later, you're like, oh, I got to do the thing again. Just yeah, that must be awful. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not for them. Yep. I think I think it sounded awful for him, but those those little bits were great. Maybe they were worth it for him. I don't know, dude. But that—that that was one of my, well, my big takeaways. Was like, wow, this is uh, this is not a life I want. In, I instead, mean, like, I mean, I'm not just obviously he got rich and yada yada. Yeah, I'd say he's a multi-billionaire. Now, so. <laughs> there's, there's obviously benefits to that. But but then I was like, well, what if I was just like one of the other guys on the Bulls team who was like, well, then it's also miserable. An NBA yeah, star. <laughs> yeah, like, that's. That's yeah. where it gets rough. Yeah. When Mike is making you act like him. Okay, like, maybe Bro. not on the Bulls team, but like, what if I was another NBA player who didn't have an asshole like on my team? Yeah, right. you know, I I'm trying to win. I'm trying to I'm trying to also like I have a family and like I'm you know trying to do other stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to be a professional athlete. I think in part because of that. Right. Yeah. yeah that's that. That's the reason. That's the reason. Yeah. Is what yeah. I told myself. Yeah. yeah <laughs> my body falls apart like paper. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, let's face it. If that didn't happen a long time ago, right? If you didn't try to catch that ball with the gopher holes, you could have been, like, top. You know, you could have been playing for the Anaheim Ducks right now, David. That's, that's You never know. You truth, never know. Alternate <laughs> universe, David. I was, I was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, not that good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get to the next one. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Uh, next question is, are there archetypes in commentary? If yes, what are they? And how is the chemistry between, uh, how does the chemistry between them work? Uh, well, uh, the best way to answer this is that David has always described commentary as matchups. And that basically means a resounding yes to all the parts of the question. <laughs> analyzer, storyteller, and entertainer are the three archetypes and you changed it what well, did it used to be <laughs> i don't remember what it used to it be. used oh yes you do yes do you do it used to be know. it used to be a yipes an artosis oh, 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 or, or or an heiress that's what it used to be no i think i think those are still th- those aren't the archetypes those are like the best examples like kingdoms of, yeah. no no those are oh. like the, the originators of of their respective styles but we kind of broke that down into who is who remember we talked about who i was yeah. and who james was and... yeah to- totally yeah, well because yeah, yeah. i think i think they're really good examples of a couple of those like artosis and james and you both disagreed on what role i play that was pretty good so wait what what are the three roles that you have the archetypes you have now david you said analyst analyzer entertainer and storyteller okay okay so yeah, I mean, obviously, Yipes is entertainer and Artosis is analyzer. They're two super classic examples of that. Um, as far as storyteller, I think James is a really good example of that. I think that's like one of the one of the main <laughs> examples of that sort of archetype. Um, somebody for whom the the players are super important and telling their story. And even in the match, 
analyze the 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 analysis is is not always this decision was smart or not smart it's like tell the story of the of the decisions as they add up right to, to being what the players sort mm -hmm. of like to do right like that right. that sort of eye to it and when it comes to the entertainment side of it when it comes to like being the hype person still the story's there we'll talk about the crying caster in a little bit for example like that, <laughs> that that's a that's a big part i think you're really a really good example of that so for me those are those are the ones um and branching out between them is interesting i mean the reality is that nobody's a pure one of any of those right everybody everybody likes to do different things and is good at doing different things as well but like maybe you come at them from a little bit of a different angle like i think that somebody who primarily wants to do analysis but also can do hype maybe the stuff that they get hype over is like wow that decision was incredible oh my god you know and maybe somebody who's more of a storyteller when they get hype it's like wow this means so much to that player that's remarkable like there's mm -hmm. kind of different things that maybe they yeah. do get excited they're both getting excited they're both doing the hype but like what's it about and right. sort of how you how you go between these different things um may may be different based on what kind of archetype you may have mm -hmm. yeah i mean for me right. yeah i mean honestly i just the way the advice that i always give everybody on commentary is just you know kind of be yourself kind of thing right find the role that fits for you and so yeah i do believe there's a lot of archetypes out there and you know david saying that you know there's matchups has really kind of stuck with me for a long time because you know one of the things i do pride myself on is the ability to work with different commentators so the second part of the question is how is the chemistry between them works the chemistry works between them perfectly if you're willing to do it like, I don't think that there's two combinations that you can put together that just doesn't work. I don't think it, that exists. It's just you have to understand the degree of how to work with each other. And it's going to be different for everybody. So, for example, like, Yipes and Tasty Steve are both hype men, right? But the way that I commentate with both of them is very different. You know, mm -hmm. when you commentate with Yipes... I've often said, you know, I used to try to be more of an anal an analysis kind of guy. And if you go too hard in an analysis while commentating with Yipes, you get swallowed up. You just do because everything you say is just turns into because Yipes is just on the side going, yo, you know, and like things go crazy. So you feel like you're supposed to balance out Yipes by being more analyst to balance them. That doesn't work with Yipes. You know what I mean? Like he just he makes your commentary irrelevant in a lot of ways. And so you have to flow with Yipes in a lot of way or find ways to bring him into the analysis so that he can kind of get involved in that as well. Whereas with Tasty Steve, who has worked so much with Sejam, Sejam is an analysis, an analyst. And so Tasty Steve works as a hype man with the analysis, the analyst, God, why can't I say that? With the analyst really, really well. So when you work with Tasty Steve, you can go into the analyst role and then he will just automatically jump in there with you and stuff like that. So it's just, it's fascinating. Like the, the whole concept of the matchups, I've never, like the first time David said that, it was like a light bulb and like that has just been the way that I approach it so much. And there's a lot, and like a lot of times you'll go in with new new first-time commentators and you'll notice that they just don't want to say anything they get scared and stuff like that and so 
I'll purposely ask them questions that I know they can answer or answer, ask them in a way that promotes what they say, you know, all sorts of, it's just about adapting to the person. And so I don't think that there's any, you know, to, like I said, the chemistry part of the question, I think the chemistry can work and it really is dependent on the skill of the casters a lot of the times. And it, it, and sometimes it just takes one of them to have that skill to, to bring yeah. the chemistry up. I've had good chemistry with commentators that have had trouble doing commentary, commentary because I've been able to bring them in and, you know, get get what they say to to add to the to the to the stream a lot more. So that idea of the matchup was something that um, for me was kind of like a light bulb as well. And it was because of the time that I commentated with Mike Ross, where <laughs> I got goaded into saying that Sagat Zangief is 5'5". Five five. <laughs> I streamed better four. And later on, I was like, why did I say that? Like, that's so stupid. Like, what? How, why did I feel like I needed to, like, match him in terms right. of, like, he's, he's saying all this, like, funny, zany stuff. Why did I, like, need to do that? And I just thought to myself, like, well, <laughs> my matchup versus Mike is different than my matchup versus mm-hmm. somebody else, and that was like the sort of origin of that. Um, I got, I got. But yeah, I do, I do think it's valuable. Yeah. When I commentated with Mike, I got yelled at because my matchup with him is that we just start going completely off the rails and doing whatever, and people were like, "Talk about the game," and we were like, "Whatever." <laughs> but I mean, you getting goaded by Mike—that happened with me at Combo Fiend at Evo one time where someone was playing against Momochi, and I was doing commentary with Combo Fiend, and Momochi destroyed the guy because, you know, it was unknown versus uh, Momochi, right? And after the match is over, the guy who lost, like, pointed at his headphones. And, you know, Combo Fiend is like Mr. Trash Talk, right? Like, when you're just around him, you just say shit like that. And so the guy started pointing at his headphones and was like, I couldn't hear anything. Like, I couldn't hear anything. And I was like, I really don't think the audio was going to help him <laughs> in, <laughs> in that situation. And then sure enough, like 15 minutes later, the guy tweets me. He's like, oh, the audio wasn't going to help me, huh? And I was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> I got goaded into it by my, by, by combo feed, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Oh, man. There are a bunch of different matchups, and I, while I think that you can approach people who have the same archetype in similar ways, that every person's going to be different. Yeah, for sure. like James was explaining mm. with Gipes and, and Steve. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Baracko? <laughs> you guys have already said everything that I, I would have said. I mean, I don't really have much to add, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's covered. It's obviously it's a bunch of different takes on each of on each of the archetypes and. Um, and yeah, and even within that, it's, yeah. it's a lot of individuality. And again, it's you fun. Know, I mean, one of the coolest things is that each person is a different person on commentary. Yeah. I like that a lot. And, and one of the best things, one of the very fortunate things for me and David, honestly, is that we've had each other because we talked about this shit so much in the past. Like, I still remember that. I mean, I always tell the story where after NCR, we were all at dinner and me and David were like, so what'd you think of commentary today? Oh, you know, I think I did this too much and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and, you know, Z was sitting with us and he was like, you guys talk about this? <laughs> you know? And it's it just, just like, seems real obvious to me. I don't know, yeah. man. 
But I mean, we've well, had I a lot. I agree with you, but he, he also didn't have that many people to talk with. Him right. And and then about. you and I, we've just been very philosophical with the way that we approach commentary a lot of the times, too. So we'll always like talk about like, what do you think this? How do you think that, the, you know, should we do this? Or maybe this is bad for, you know, yeah. we used to have these conversations a lot. So it definitely sure. helps to have someone to bounce these ideas off of like that. So. I don't know what the context is. I see someone in the chat wrote, Kenny Omega is awesome. He is very awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's one of the coolest guys, man. I still remember at Evo Japan, he really wanted to commentate with Logan. And I had a spot to commentate with Logan. And I, Kenny Omega runs up to me. And he's like, James, James, I want to ask you a favor. And I'm like, what? He's like, uh, I really want to commentate with Logan. Can I take your slot at this time? I'm really sorry. I don't want to take away your spot and everything. They said they'll pay you the same or whatever. I'm really, really sorry. And I was like, dude, take it. Yeah, <laughs> I was so like, nice. do less. Getting paid the same? Yep, you can work for me. I Have was like, fun, yeah, dude. I know. I was like, do less work and get paid the same. I was like, fun, go, dude, <laughs> go. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, dude, I was like, thank you, dude. It's fine. <laughs> I would have been like, look, I need some NJPW swag. Right. Yeah, yeah. Into my uh, door. All right. Trade. So yeah. Funny. Remember like, when at CEO he was gonna take over for us on commentary, oh and we were gonna be like, we were we were supposed to, we wanted to, it wasn't agreed on beforehand, but we wanted to like ham it up and be like, oh, you're gonna take our spots on commentary, huh? Like that was like kicking we us off, to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we wanted to do was like feign anger, like in like in wrestling, right? Like everybody's uh -huh. just being a ham. So we, we were like, all right, let's ham it up, and we'll be like on camera as they come in and take our headsets Kenny and I think it was Logan maybe no it was Mike um, Ross that time I think wasn't it was Mike it, it was Mike yeah, it was Mike. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah 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 and and uh, we were like all right well let's let's ham it up and say no and and I accidentally did the best acting yeah, of my mm. entire life when I was like I can't believe you're taking this from me right, I really uh, was looking forward to CEO commentary and you're kicking me off the mic right now at the super important moment I, I flew all the way to Florida for this dude. Right. And like, rather than it coming across as me being like a wrestling ham, I was like somehow a genius actor. Yeah, because like, like literally Kenny, like, like, like Kenny even broke like kayfabe a little bit. And he was yeah. like, are you okay? Is, yeah. is this cool? Yeah, like on stream? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then everybody on Twitter was like, that was so messed up that they kicked you guys off and everything. Because I was like, what the heck is happening? and everything and we were like no 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 we were it was all just for fun it was all for fun dude oh my god anyway, i forgot about that dude that was hilarious all right <sighs> let's move on to the all next right. one let's talk about xo academy uh, James, do you want to you want to talk about this? Yeah. Can I introduce this? So, uh, XO Academy is something we've had Persia on here before. Obviously, she goes on Twitter as Persia XO. So she created something called the XO Academy. Uh, this is basically a program in which she tries to help. You know, as being one of the main pioneers of being a. a, a you know, a, a woman in the fighting game industry, uh, fighting game and esports and stuff like that. You know, she wants to help others 
grow into that scene as well. So she started the XO Academy where she would get potential commentators, potential players and everything like that and get other people to train them, like train them. Like she's gotten uh, Carolyn Dow to train them on like marketing kind of things, Amanda Stevens to train them on, you know, uh, on how to, you know, PR kind of stuff. Uh, they've got, she's gotten me to talk to some of them uh, for commentary and then she gets people to train as well. Like one of the most famous ones was uh, XSK Samurai training Maureen. And uh, when Maureen did manage to defeat Dogura in Street Fighter V, you know, XSK Samurai was standing there just like cheering her on and, and doing stuff like that. And so she's had this program to help. Uh, oh, yeah. So Romanova in the chat right here talking about it as well, uh, that she did EXO Academy as well. So it's basically Persia having, you know, people help, you know, women get into esports and have that kind of support and kind of get the information that they need. And so she's had a history of a lot of strong players. She did two seasons of EXO Academy and then just kind of stopped for a very long time. Obviously, she's been very busy. She just, you know, got the job at, uh, where is it, is it GameSpot, right? Yeah, GameSpot, where she's doing a lot of hosting gigs and everything. But she's starting back up and uh, uh, the player uh, that has been added to the roster right now, uh, you, did you link it here in the documentary? There it I is. sure yeah. did. Oh no, I linked it. That's right. Okay, Correct. Uh, was uh, you sure did uh, beauty uh, a Tekken player? And for the second time in EXO Academy, Cuddlecore is going to be the uh, is going to be the coach. <laughs> and uh, you can't ask for a better coach uh, than Cuddlecore because uh, in the past as well, she also uh, let me see. Uh, trained a player named Athena and Athena became a pretty strong player as well. So this is going to be really exciting, but I mean, it's just, it's such a neat program. It's real, really neat program. And, you know, we've had Persia on here before to talk about a lot of these things. And, you know, for me, since she's helped, she's had me help for it, you know, XO Academy, you know, I just, I, I wanted to support her as well. So I definitely wanted to bring this totally. up and talk about, you know, the XO Academy and it coming back and just kind of the cool things that it does. So. For sure, man. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm glad to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Dope. Yeah, de definitely something to keep supporting. I'm really glad that that's still happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next little bit here. Let's talk about, uh, briefly, the Intercontinental Fight Club from Tenno. They've been doing Tekken in, I think, three different regions mm -hmm. every week, every Wednesday. And what's cool is that if you're a Tekken fan, you can basically start watching that. Uh, I guess it depends on where you live, right? But like, if you uh, start watching at one point, it'll be in east asia and then it will be in europe and then it will be in north america and it's like almost uninterrupted the whole time like it's really long um it's across a couple of different streams but um you know the point is like there's a ton of tekken to watch that day and it's all high level mm -hmm. so that's going to be coming to guilty gear strive they're also going to be doing it for strive again in asia where it's going to be on twitch.tv slash majin obama yes uh and then europe where it's going to be twitch.tv slash tenno media and then I believe it's also Tenno Media. No, I'm sorry. No, no, North America Steve. is going to be twitch.tv slash tasty underscore Steve. Yeah. And so that's delicious Steven. That's so cool. <laughs> it's starting on July 1st, but actually July this, 8th. 8th. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But it uh, starts on July 8th, but they're going to do two preseason weeks where anybody can enter any region, actually. And uh, basically, uh, just to kind of get the whole thing down, obviously the Strive lobbies are a little jank, so, you know, we got to <laughs> yeah. make sure that we can run this whole thing uh, as clearly. Well, as, they, as they did announce that they've switched from PC to PS4, PS5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think so it was because... that probably has a lot to do with the lobby system. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, and yes, I did say we because... Uh, uh, according, uh, I, I will. Hey, Nathan, stop. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but I will be. A, I will be a honorary Brit, and so I will be on the Europe team uh, coming up for the next few weeks. So we'll see how that goes because oh, cool, that means nice. I have to wake up super early. <laughs> do you? I have to wake up at ten a.m. to do this. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's so early, dude. <laughs> it's Life unbelievably early, dude. Like that doesn't oh, even make any sense, dude. Tough. But yeah, I'll be I'll be joining that crew over there in Europe, uh, and uh, doing some commentary for Guilty Gear Strive. And again, if you guys haven't seen ICFC, it's very casual. It's very laid back. Four people on the mic at the same time, just kind of, you know, shooting the shit and stuff like that. It's good time. It's good times. Yeah, it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Cool. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to playing in it, getting my axle in there. That's ah, right. let's yeah. go. And actually, they encourage their commentators to play in it at the same time. As, That's as true. You, I've seen you see that. that yeah, yeah. The because they can switch to three people or whatever, and they like having people come back with the salt. So maybe I'll have to ent- enter it so that I can come back with as much salt as humanly possible. I'll tell you what, Seg. I'll enter your event if you uh, bring me off for commentary. How about that? <laughs> what a deal. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, all right. Cool. Good. Good news. Good info. results. Oh yeah. Let's talk about tournament results because there were some interesting ones over the past weekend and in fact even today. Let's talk about first the Capcom Pro Tour North America Midwest number one happened over the past weekend. Like we were talking about earlier, I did commentary for it with Saint Cola who flew out there. I'm really glad that they got a Midwest guy to yeah. be there for that. That's definitely good. Um, and it's the first time that there is a Midwest region for the Street Fighter yeah. like Pro Tour. Which is cool. I mean, it's we did talk about this a little bit on the stream. It's always been a region that has had yeah. strong players, even going back to literally Street Fighter Two like at the start. Mm-hmm. And and it's a region that has had multiple Evo champions across a bunch of different games, and that has had and still has some of the biggest majors in the FGC. So it's a it's a region that has uh, you know all these different re- like sub regions, right. sub sort of cities all over the place. I'm really glad that they got a <laughs> mid best baby. And how? Good were those losers bracket matches, dude. <laughs> yeah, In every top single eight, losers oh. match was a two, was a three, was two. three to two, mm-hmm. and several of them were comebacks uh, as well, right. which is pretty cool. Rob TV won it. Shout outs to Rob, man. He he won it without losing a single game all the way through, even all the way into winners finals mm-hmm. and grand finals. Uh, I mean, where it was I, Brian F. who got second place. When I so saw. He, Honestly, he looked like the best, and the way that that dude was playing, I feel like he could be a contender for the entire thing in Capcom Cup because he yeah. was playing almost flawlessly. I mean, I have said it since the first season of Street Fighter League. I'm not sure what it was, but as soon as I saw him start playing and he was doing really, really well that tournament, I said to myself, I was like, this guy could become the best player like in 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 the country he could become one of the best players in the country like he could get up there with punk and knuckle do and i and i and i told myself like i think the thing that was holding him back was himself more than anything else cuz you could see that a lot of times he would get into his own head and he would end up losing and then in the interview with you guys he was like yeah i had to just like 
start ignoring the haters and things like that. And so it's just like, it was exactly how I kind of, you know, read how he was going through the whole entire thing. And so now, I mean, James Chen, the storyteller. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> exactly. And I feel like he's been one of the best players now, but I feel like that the way that he did this and, you know, poor Brian F. I do not want to watch the next no neutral. Cause that is going to be a brutal show. But, I mean, the way that he dismantled Brian F., I mean, he is definitely a step above, I feel like, than a lot it of It looks very similar to the way I dismantled Brian F. on his stream, to which I said, good games, Brian F., and then he banned me from his chat. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> was that with me? <laughs> yeah, it was with me. Okay. <laughs> that was with me. He played so bad guy. Yeah. Don't feel bad for him. That you can't you can't feel bad, of course. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it, again really cool for the Midwest to have one. Shout outs to Rob, obviously deserving very much so. Yeah, looking forward to seeing more of that. Yeah. Anything but, else on this one? Yeah, I mean again uh, I had a conversation with Logan about this on Twitter. And I agree with 100% what he says. When we get back to offline, please, let's find a way to keep a lot of these going. Because having Middle East, Midwest, Brazil have their own areas and we get to see a lot of the players that we don't normally see. How many of the players in those interview things are always just like, man, I'm just so happy to be here. I didn't expect to get this far. And good job to my region. You know, like it's... it's yeah. Like, we can do both, is what me and Logan both echoed on Twitter. We can keep both, and we can do the offline stuff. We can keep doing the online with the smaller regions like this. I think it's so important, and I I love how Capcom's handled it this year so far. I, like, I, I love it. I unabashedly love how they've been handling it. Yeah, for sure, dude. Okay. All right, we move on. Let's talk about FGC Arcade. Um, I'm not going to have the results for this because they're like right now. <laughs> happening. Um, what what it is, is it's a, I think we did talk about it a little bit yeah. of time ago, but it, this is a series of side tournaments that are going on before EVO. They have been going on throughout this month, last couple of weeks. Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat 11, Guilty Gear Strive, and Grand Blue Fantasy versus in North America and in Europe. And there were... Uh, qualifiers, those weren't streamed. The finals are obviously streamed, and they got a bunch of people to do like high quality commentary mm -hmm. for it. It's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, that's like happening. So I don't know the results, but I did. I did definitely want to shout that out. And um, I don't know if it's still going to be going after we are. I, I haven't checked right now, but uh, I don't. I don't have the full results for you. Cool though. Means Evo is going to be soon. Huzzah! Yeah, sounds like you can like watch that on Twitch.tv/evo. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, clips of, like, for example, I think it was Ringe and uh, Ebonic Plague doing some Grand Blue Fantasy Versus commentary. It seems like there was, like, over 2K people watching. It seemed like they were, you know, a lot of the, the, the Grand Blue Fantasy players were pretty happy about it. So it's actually really sure. cool. For sure. Okay, and then the last one to talk about is the CLG Burst. Guilty Gear Strive event over this past weekend. There were a few Strive events to talk about uh, that happened, but we'll just talk about this one. Uh, Counter Logic Gaming is a big esports team, if you guys aren't aware. And this was, as far as I know, the first time that they did stuff in the FGC as far as running a tournament. Um, which is great. Cool to see that. It got a ton of entrance. Something like 400 people entered this thing. It was really, really yeah. big. 
and they had a stream where they they streamed the entire top 32 the entire that was Oof. actually the entire day <laughs> and the the stream was eight and a half hours long not just because it was top 32 but also like it's guilty gear strive and they had lobbies that they had to get through and that took them some time and yada yada they also had interviews with the players which were honestly really cool there were a lot of them, so it took a lot of time. But it was really cool that each of the players got to be like, hey, here's who I am, and this is what I like. And yeah, they'll talk about themselves a little bit. I like that a lot. So good work. The winner was SQ with Ramlethal. Second place was Justin Wong with May. Third place was mm -hmm. Reynold with Axel. Fourth place was Hotashi with Nago. Fifth places mm -hmm. were Kenso with Chip and Super Noon with Ram. And then seventh places were Des with uh, Axel and Void with Chip. Dope. Mm, so really good character variety. There are a couple repeats in there. It's Axel and Ram, which maybe is a little bit less surprising. Um, I mean, and Axel, Axel's there's no the, souls up there. Axel's a good counter character, right? So he's always going to do well. He, he just has a couple of matchups. Like I heard, like Potemkin's hard. I heard Faust can't beat him. <laughs> I honestly think he's legit good. I yeah, mean, I don't uh -huh, know enough uh -huh. about the game to be like he's he like be just really, really good, good. But yeah, yeah, I think he's just really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that that was it. Was really really cool to watch. I watched it on replay, not as it was happening, because I was mm -hmm. doing Street Fighter commentary as it was happening. And to watch it on replay isn't actually that bad because you get to fast forward through stuff. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Still a lot to watch, but. <clears throat> Doesn't take well, that long. Uh, what what channel was that streamed on? Yeah, I think it was CLG. I watched. No. What's the channel? It might just be CLG. Okay. Or CL Gaming, maybe. I'm gonna find out for you right now. Counter Logic Gaming. It's the full name. Okay. Counter -Logic okay. Gaming. Got it. All right. There you go. Check well, it out. Definitely. I also like this because it. it was a mix of scenes. All these people have played Guilty Gear in the past, so I don't mean to describe it that way, but like, you know Justin Wong primarily for other stuff, you know Reynold primarily for other stuff, um, but nevertheless, like, and it wasn't just them, like K7 Showoff, who's a really good Mortal Kombat player, made a really deep run too. So there were all these players who were from different scenes uh, who also yeah. did great. So very, it's, cool. very, it's a, like I said, it's like a meetup game. Very similar to, to the Levo uh, top eight, remember, that yeah. Leffen ran, so yeah. So, like I said, this might be the, the true scene uniter. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. I think last... we'll really know until uh, oh, yeah, until offline majors are back. But, yeah. yeah, go ahead, David. That probably is true, yeah. But for now, it's doing a really good job of that. It is. Let's talk about James Chen. And in the show notes, he actually put down uh, 300,000 seconds. So that's what I actually typed in there. So... That's how many seconds we're going to be talking about. Sweet. <laughs> Here's what happened. The channel, the Score Esports on YouTube, put up a video titled How a Salty Raging Superfan Became Esports' Iconic Crying Caster. And See, that is, some, that is some clickbait title right there. I love it. It surely dude. is. God, sure I would have never came up with that. <clears throat> And uh, it, it's all about James, and it goes into your background and your history with the FGC all the way up to the modern day, and you know your commentary and like what you're sort of inspired by and stuff. Um, did you do 
interview pieces for this or was it just put together yeah did you have any idea this was coming i had no idea this was even coming like all the interview footage if you will look at it is me with short hair so when the (laughs) heck did that interview happen right i mean those interview happens a year those interviews happened years ago and stuff and so like literally uh yeah i had no idea this was coming there was just a lot of uh footage that they culled together from a lot of interviews that I've done for them in the past. They did grab some modern footage of my stream, for example. They actually showed me uh, on stream demonstrating my amazing RNG. I've told you the story about my amazing RNG, right? Uh, where Olaf bought a bunch of, uh, you know, card game packs. It was for one of those universal card games on, uh, it, you know, and for KOF. So it was a bunch of KOF characters and stuff like that. And so they were just, it was me, Olaf, and Kitty. We were just opening packs on stream at one point in time. And uh, uh, they gave me one pack. There's eight cards in the pack. One guaranteed to be a gold-foiled card. One to be, like, some special card. And then six other random characters, right? So I opened my pack, and uh, I got Takuma. I got Takuma. I got Takuma, I got Takuma, I got Takuma, and I got Takuma. Like, in one pack. Wow. Dude, that is... I, I don't know if you're using this story to say that you have bad or good luck. Right. Incredible You got luck. You got some luck. <laughs> yeah, incredible but, luck. See, the thing is, obviously, we wanted the variety on this one because we want multiple characters. And, you know, I told them, too. I told... Olaf and Kitty that guarantee you that pack did not have those until I touched it. Like as soon as I touched it, they magically transformed, but they put that footage in there, which I thought was hilarious. Schrodinger's Takamas. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I had no idea they were making this. This was new to me. People started linking it to me and I was like, what the heck are they even talking about? And I like, I started watching it and like, I couldn't even watch it because I just hate, seeing things about myself you know <laughs> did you, i was gonna say did you cry no. while reading the article uh i i mean i didn't cry watching it or anything like that more just like i was just sitting there listening to the things that they were saying about me and i was just like my imposter syndrome was kicking in because i was just like none of this is true like i'm not like you know they were saying a lot of these things and i was like you know, there's the Hado, there's Tom and Tony Cannon, there's like, you know, Mark Man, there's all these people who have done so many more important things for the FGC than me, you know, like, it was just like, it, it felt wrong to me. You created an entire language, basically. <laughs> like, yes. you, you get that, right? Like, you basically created fighting game speak. None of those guys would say the words that they say that you just named <laughs> without the words that you invented. From my FAQ days, you mean? And stuff yeah, like, like yeah. come on, man. Like, wait, it's chill. That's true. You're, yeah, it's, yeah it's, you've, you've already contributed a ton just uh, from that. And then no. in, in commentary, you inspired a ton of people to even get into commentary. Right. Yeah, you, you know, James, almost 50,000 people have watched that video so far. It came out two days ago. And that's... <laughs> Some some of those people are just like watching because this is what came up, but right. a lot of those people are like in because I see them in the replies. They're like, "Oh, James, I love James. He's so great. He adds so much. I've been watching him for forever." And, yeah, my favorite. And I know comment. that I know that you get a lot of replies like that on Twitter and elsewhere as well. Yeah, my favorite comment was true? like, "My favorite comment was I knew this guy from Tetris. I didn't know he did other games too." <laughs> oh 
that's cool. I told you, you're the big Tetris guy. Right. That's awesome. I mean, God, that video man. of Jonas losing to Joseph for that, you know, first time has 16 million views on YouTube. I think more wow. people have watched that, watched me do Tetris commentary than all fighting game commentary combined. Like, <laughs> that's, that's possible. I, I think it's actually true. It's possible, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's very deserving. I'm glad to see this for sure. I know that it's not easy for you to take uh, positive feedback sometimes <laughs> like that, but it it is absolutely true. And all the stuff that they said is right, oh. and I'm I'm really glad to see it. Yeah, like I said, it was a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting it, and a lot of the nice things that people have been saying on social media has been very, very appreciative. I mean, I've been very appreciative of a lot of that as well. So uh, thank you to everybody who who has uh, reached out and, you know, had some nice things to say uh, to me on social media as well. Like I said, it's it's weird. It's weird because, I mean, the way that I've always described my... I, I feel like that I could be considered, like, the, the greatest FGC mascot, you know? <laughs> Like, cause I'm just the biggest fanboy, and I just I just want people to enjoy fighting games. Really, just what it comes down to. So, <laughs> oh, you've helped a lot of people so do great. that. Yeah, Oof, yeah fighting games are so nice. Yeah, don't freaking Tokido, dude. They're so great, James. Come on, cry, James, cry. <laughs> I was gonna say you're trying to you're trying to provoke the crying. Uh, right you know what I am gonna cry about? I'm gonna cry about the fact that we didn't get any mailbag questions. True. I can't. Yeah, you're at a big zero with the mailbag questions today. I can't use my cool oh. animations. What the heck? I mean, you can still do it. It'll just be blank. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, people go check things at the mailbox. They don't know that they got no mail until they've checked the mailbox. <laughs> right. That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Why? If you want to do, if you want to go check out the video. Again, it's at The Score Esports on YouTube. Just search for that. I'm sure you can see it on their channel there. It's how a salty, raging superfan became Esports' <laughs> iconic crying caster. Oh, man. All right, so we'll do the mailbag here just for fun over here. So let's do the mailbag here. I just put in one question in here. So what's the question? What's the mailbag that we have question for today? James Chen on Twitch asks, why is May overpowered in Guilty Gear Strive? So Dude, that, he capitalized overpowered too. He must really believe it. Yeah, you know, well, because it's OP, right? So there you go. <laughs> That's because James Chen doesn't know the matchup. <laughs> I, you know, to be fair, I ran into a May on the 10th floor and uh, it was the first May that I had ever fought, and I won. So, because I mean, I, I, I studied the matchup a little bit. I looked for heavy Totsgeki, and I interrupted it with kicking the Mega Fist, you know, and stuff like that, because it's very hittable. A lot of people don't realize how terrible the hitbox on Totsgeki actually is. Uh, it's super hittable from the front. It's like Blanca in Street Fighter 2 bad, you know, like that everything like Blanca, can hit yeah. it. And huh. so if you actually see her cancel into heavy Totsgeki, you can actually react and just hit a button, interrupt it into a combo, basically. It's kind of the strategy against her, so. You know, the game in the mission mode has a thing where it tells you to option select block or hit against Maze. It sure does. Cancel. Oh, does it? It actually, oh, God, it, actually, it, sure actually, does. it actually says you can hit her here. You can press, it's something like, 
You can press the button, but if she did the faster one, then you'll be blocking. But if she did the heavier one, then you'll get the button. Like, it right. doesn't say an option select. It doesn't call it that. But it, it's telling you to do that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think they necessarily need to. Oh, shout outs to I am Killajam for the gift subs. Wow. Thank you very Thank much. You. High five. Go. Yeah. High five. Five gift subs to. Thanks the... to you from the crying caster. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's all I'm gonna be is the crying caster now. So that's what I'm trying to make happen. Yeah, exactly. So I need to I need to find crying Brian. I need to take him and the two of us need to make the the crying team right here. That would be cool. We'll call our team the crying game. That's what we'll call ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> not not probably not the best way best name to use, but still. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. That's been Ultra Chen TV Tuesday show. Definitely time to get out of here. All right. Well, I'm gonna go have dinner, but then also. No, you're not. We're having a meeting with Casmer. Oh gosh darn. Yeah, you're lucky I remember because I knew the both of you wouldn't. That's right. That's right. Absolutely right. I forgot. So yeah. It's it's you guys don't know how bad it is when I gotta be the responsible. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah, you know we, the reason why we're having a meeting with him, just just so people know, is because we're kind of upset that he didn't submit a mailbag question this week. I mean, I feel yeah. like he's just slacking off at this point in time. So <laughs> Got to make sure he puts in some mailbag questions. That's all. Come on. All right, guys. All right. Uh, let me bird everybody over here as soon as I find the bird file. There it is. David and Tubo can't hear it because I haven't figured out how. No, actually, they can hear this one. You can hear it now. This yeah. one you can hear. This one you can hear. Yeah. All right. Only when James is talking because otherwise his noise production gets rid of it. Okay. Yeah. But thanks, guys, for watching. Take care. We'll see you guys next time on the Tuesday show. Make sure you do like and subscribe down below. And uh, see you guys. Peace. Later, guys.